The following podcast, though presented by Tamed Idiots, is intended for mature audiences. The opinions presented in this podcast are not intended to sway anyone's opinions as the people presenting them are kind of dumb. The topics that are presented and the opinions that are expressed are intended for entertainment purposes and should be considered satire. Some of these stories may be exaggerated. It's up to you to determine which ones. Though we are not professionals, we have a combined total of 240 years of being stupid. Do not try this at home, and please proceed with caution. Welcome to the Absurdly Average Podcast. My name is Akil, and it's a pleasure to have you all with us. You're joining myself in the merry band of morons, with is, which is ah, Yanni, otherwise known as Yanni. Uh, you've got Fatballs, otherwise known as Alan. Coates here, otherwise known as Mike. Hello. Uh, jo- uh, Johnny Zombie, really, he's just Tony. It's just, it's, it's Tony. I mean, Hi. y'all, if you've made it to this episode, you know who the fuck Tony is. Uh, Spatuli, otherwise known as Spatuli, and Biggin, otherwise known as Taylor. Oh. And so um, we're all here about to discuss, you know, as we do every single week, uh, argue and bitch and moan about something and fight with each other about something and or everything. But before we get started with that, I just want to let you know, no matter what you're listening on, if you do have the ability to rate and review us, it'd be much, much appreciated. I think on Apple Podcast, it's some sort of little icon. I think it's purple or whatever, which works for me it's my fucking favorite color but if you could just you know drop us however many stars you think we deserve let us know your thoughts and everything like that all it does is help us grow and as we grow we do more for children if you don't know shit all about me or the crew we do a lot of fundraising for either the make-a-wish foundation or no kid hungry and that's exactly what this is trying to help grow is to help you know both of those organizations so if you can please either on spotify i think it's um a subscription on Apple Podcasts. It's a rate and review and across anything else, however the hell you can do it. And then just let your friends and family know that a bunch of idiots that you guys love are here talking about all kinds of dumb shit. Monologue over. Let's go ahead and get into our topic for the day, which is just fucking restaurants. I want to add something real quick. I apologize to all of our audio only listeners. I know I have a horrible track record of uploading on time. Um, Yeah, I'm just, I apologize. (laughs) I no, and that's okay. Like, brained and you know, ADHD life. Um, no, absolutely, man. And that's like, there's that. Plus, like, everyone's got jobs. But like, the thing is, is that we record on Wednesdays and then we drop them as quick as we can. And generally, it's always before the following Monday. So you know, please stick with us. We're we're we understand everyone has a life, and I hope you guys can respect that. We all do too. So there is that. And then lastly, before we kick off, you're going to hear me refer to chat. That's because we record this live every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we do it live on Twitch at BrownLove010. So if you want to join us live and talk and give us your thoughts about whatever the fuck we're arguing about, please show up and hang out with us. But Without further ado, uh, we're going to get into restaurants, everything about them, from the best, the worst, meals, nostalgia, experiences, everything in between about fucking restaurants. And let me just say, uh, I'm going to kick off with this real quick. Uh, it, I, I forget which comedian I heard say this. I can't remember if it was Titus or Carlin or whoever it was. Oh, no, maybe it's John Mulaney, which... If you're new to this podcast or this stream, we reference him a lot because we love John Mulaney. But um, it's it's something to the to the to the saying of everyone should at least have a minimum of one year serving in a restaurant. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like uh-huh. you would have people to quit being fucking assholes. So that's where I'm starting off with that. But we're gonna start off with your favorite chain restaurants. So you know, this can be. 
whether it's a sit-down eatery, a fast food, um, just a chain of dive restaurants, whatever it may be, and it doesn't matter if it's regional, like regional chains also are fine with this answer. So I'm going to start with uh, Yanni and we'll just go down our list on what your favorite chain restaurant is and why. Uh, I used to really like Chipotle, but then when I started getting into college, I noticed there's one place called Willie's. And after my first few times there, I can happily say that Willie's is fucking godlike and Chipotle ain't shit. And for one very, actually two, two very good reasons. One, free chips, and two, the salsas and the ingredients are just so much better at Willie's than Chipotle. Like, Chipotle, you got like five items to put on your already bland burrito. Willie's, you have eight different veggies and eight different sauces to put on there. And plus, yeah, it actually, just, it just tastes better. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I just like the taste better. I didn't even know about a Willie's because the closest one, um, I believe, to where we are, well, where I used to be and where you are, it was all the way up on Mansell, uh, closest to Highway 9. And uh, Alex took me there one time. And he's like, dude, let's just go there instead of like a Moe's or a Cadoba or Chipotle. And I was like, fuck it. I've never been. Let's go. And it made my inner fat boy happy. Like, holy shit, it was delicious. So absolutely. Like, if you have a Willie's near you, check them out. Wait, did hmm? you move? No, I mean, I'm in Duluth now, so I'm a little further away. Oh, oh yeah. You're, you're at the place I saw you last time, right? Yeah. Because. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, because I used to be in Roswell much, much closer to you guys. But, uh, you know, I'm a little further away. But uh, I'd say for me, chain restaurant-wise, whether it's regional or otherwise, um, and I think Tony and Spatuli get, might might have something to say about this because I potentially could be taking it from them. But it's a place, in, it's a chain of restaurants in uh, Florida called Gringo's Tacos. <laughs> and I fucking love them. Like you show up there, they're open until fuck all o'clock in the morning. All of their food is just just piping hot. For I'm guessing it's fresh. I have no idea. But yeah, they like, make it right in front of you. I mean, yeah, like, they make it right in front of you. But like, yeah, yeah like, but that's you know the thing. Like, it's good. Hmm? I I literally had gringos for dinner today. Did you really? <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> it's just like, and here's the other thing: like, it's dirt cheap. You can get full after an entire night of partying, and partying could be for some people, you know, raids on Final Fantasy, or parties could be you're out at a club and you've been drinking for the last forty-seven fucking hours. Whatever it is, you show up at a Gringos, they treat you like family, and for less than ten bucks, you are beyond full and potentially taking food home, like. It's that good. So that would be my thing is Gringo's Tacos. Uh, what about you, Alan? I'm kind of torn because there's like three fucking standout candidates. Um, for me personally, um, one of them is a good Moe's location. Um, I have a burrito there that I order called that I have named the Sir Admiral Manly Power. And nine times out of ten, the guy rolling it has to get a fucking manager to do it. Um, no, no, no. You don't get to just say that and then keep moving on. What the fuck is on it? So I'll get the, the full Joey, and then I'll add steak, bacon, beef, chicken, and then throw in, like, some onions or some other stuff. And, I mean, it is a goddamn monster by the time I get done. Um, absolutely love those. And uh, the other one I'll bring up is a good IHOP location. Like, I will fuck that shit up. Um, 
the one in Roswell on uh, Shallowford Road and Johnson Ferry right there is probably my favorite that I can get to. The one on 92 next to 575 has been garbage way too many times. Um, and then just be like my family has left me genetically predisposed to like instinctively know where every Waffle House is near me. Um, I think if you're born in the South, you instinctively know where the Waffle Houses are. Think about it like oh. a video game, right? Like in a video game, when you have autosave features turned on, when you get to a particular location, the game just autosaves. That's Waffle House for us down here in the South. Just yeah, in like, case, like, let's say you die, your respawn point is the closest <laughs> Waffle House. That's what it is for us here in the South. Yeah, Waffle like, House my mom is just Firelink Shrine for Georgians. Well, like, no, Waffle House is redneck hibachi, and you can't convince me otherwise. It is yibachi. But, um, my, mom's side of the, my mom's side of the family kind of had this weird mafia thing going on. Everybody meets at Waffle House, talks business, and then goes home. And you could be there for like five hours just going through the free copy. You know, it was, it was pretty fucking wild. And then when my uncle lived out in uh, Deering, Georgia, the only thing they had, there was a fucking Heddle House. And I was so disappointed every fucking time we went. Could you imagine if like Spatuli was conducting like family business meetings at a Waffle House? Like he's got he's got his muscle that goes in and puts a tablecloth on the thing. They put the fucking <laughs> candles on the table. Someone's in the back playing that stereotypical like low Italian like string instruments or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, come here. I'm not gonna even try, but like <laughs> the full on suit with the fucking ring, like, yeah, that'd be some gangster ass Waffle House shit. That given given how Waffle Houses are, and depending on the time of day, I'm pretty sure that kind of shit would happen at a Waffle House too. Let's just like, keep there's, that. There's been some shit go down at Waffle Houses, but you know, it's just honestly that you go in there and i love when people freak out because i'll go in grilled cheese sandwich on raisin bread and hash browns covered chunked and topped 99 times out of 100 it is I kid magical you not, there are two waffle houses within three and a half blocks of each other at georgia state yeah. oh absolutely how else are you going to feed all the drunk ass kids at state after they're done like coming home from you know any of the clubs there whether it's gold room jungle whatever like they all got to come eat and they're college students, so they don't have money. So, you know, for under ten bucks, enough, we're, we're pretty spoiled for options. Like we have a we have a Willie's right next to the campus, and we also have a uh, a place that's also nearby. See, but if I had if I had like a twenty dollar bill, I get so much more at Waffle House that I could potentially take home than I could from like let's say a Willie's or a Fu place. But granted, it's a lot of artery clogging delicious goodness, but it, you still get a fuck ton of food. Dude, I remember the the first goddamn Waffle House I walked into that didn't have ashtrays. I cannot describe the scope of the existential crisis I had at that moment. There for for all you youngins who are listening to this podcast, <laughs> there used to be a time where you used to be able to walk into a restaurant and the waitress would go, "Hey, Smoking or non-smoking. That used to be a thing. I know, I know, whoa, like it seems like a Twilight Zone thing, but it used to be a thing. So, Dude, you know. It used to be, a th when I was a kid, it used to be a thing where you could just go in and smoke and they wouldn't ask you one or the other. Hey, yeah, hey now you, you just get, oh, go ahead. No shit. Uh, as recently as I think 10 years ago, you could still smoke in restaurants in South Carolina. And I know because this was back in my like heavy drinking and partying days and before I got picked up on vaping and all that stuff. Um, 
<laughs> Losing. I, uh, <laughs> I, I bartended for a while, and there was a couple nights where we, we left, we closed down the bar, because my buddy's uncle's the one that owned it at the time. We would close down the bar, get in the fucking vehicles, and drive up to um, uh, exit four and off 85 in South Carolina because there was a huddle house up there, and you could go in there, and you could sit in there and smoke and eat your huddle house. Now, the, as, and, as late as 1999, I found a Wendy's that still had a smoking section. That shit was nuts. Well, that's because Wendy's don't give a fuck. And you know what? When I tweeted about this episode that we're recording this one today about restaurants... I almost wanted to tag Wendy's, and then the absolute fear of God hit me, where it's like, yo, if Wendy's roasts me, that's it. I'm done. Like, there's <laughs> no coming back from You want people to handle that? No. Man, that could have been your <laughs> ticket to going viral, man. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been like, your ticket to go viral. I mean, maybe. May, I mean, and you know what? That could have been it, and I just, I, I lost out. But um, Wendy's is on some gangster shit, too. But uh, let's see. Tony, what about you? What is your absolute favorite chain restaurant to go to? In and out Burger. In and out Burger. So why is that? Because they don't have In and Outs here. No, they don't. It's a, it's like exclusively like almost a West Coast thing. Um, <clears throat> they were talking about putting one in Orlando at Disney West Springs, and then no, you watch your fucking mouth. They're not even in the same league. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Right. Hold up, hold up. Did somebody uh, just say Five Guys go. was better, and then you disagreed with that? Line up, line up, one you, at a time. Who am I getting first? Am I getting biggin? Biggin? Jesus freaking Christ. I live in a fucking trailer, and that make, that <laughs> level of white trash right there makes it look like I live in a goddamn white mansion. Trash? If you fucking go in and out is better than fucking Five Guys, you 100%. really need you need to go find the closest mental institution and have your fucking head checked out, son. It's called exclusivity. Okay, Five Guys is everywhere. Can you go to a Five Guys right now? Yeah. No. Yeah. Can you go to an In-N-Out? No. Do I want to? Exactly. No. I've had In-N-Out before. Out. It sucks. I love in Really? You it had, it there's right. like two good things in In-N-Out, and the rest of it is the fucking hype crew. No. I've been a native Californian my whole life. Every time I go to the West Coast, I ask to go to an In-N-Out. Nowhere else, just an In-N-Out. That's my favorite, hands down. Now, since you're from that side of the nation here, um, Uh what are your thoughts on a Whataburger? Because we're getting our first one uh, in Kennesaw, and it's going to be in the next, like, year or so. They broke ground and everything. Uh, So I have a Whataburger here in Jacksonville, mm -hmm. and the only way that I can, like, equate it to In-N-Out, it is the southern... Like, saucy version of an In-N-Out, bro. <laughs> like, when you go to a Whataburger, you're like, your burger's gonna be covered in some sort of sauce. I don't give a fuck what you get. Yeah, okay? it's gotta have it's mustard delicious. on it, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's got mustard or fucking, like, what is it? Uh, Like, their mushroom Swiss burger has, like, cream of mushroom on it. Like, I'm not even joking. It's dope. Don't get me wrong. Whataburger's great. But In-N-Out burger tastes like home to me, so... That's just me. But Dude, Whataburger definitely has its place. State. Oh, so, fucking love Jack in the Box, too, bro. They don't have those here either. No, no like, they don't. It's a West Coast thing. Well, no, because they're I... in Alabama. Like, Ari and I passed, like, Are 47 they? of them in Alabama. Yeah. And um, uh, she was like, she looked to me because I was like, babe, everyone loses their shit over this Jack in the Box thing. Like, what is it? And she dead ass looked me in the face and goes, 
babe. Yeah. If you're yeah. blazed off your tits at two in the it, morning and you want some really cheap eats, that's the place to go. And I'm like, it, what? And they the sell thing, everything. Yeah. The that's thing the thing. Me, yeah. Like the thing that killed me is I used to have to get up at like four in the morning, drive my ass from Carrollton to Kennesaw Town Square, and then get in a different truck and drive for like 13 hours. And when you first get out, so we're in the fucking Bible Belt. We're in the land of, you can't eat that if it's not on a biscuit for breakfast. And that's all you could fucking get out of the goddamn windows around here. It's like, no, I want a bag of burgers and tacos at 5 a.m. That can't be that fucking hard to do. Oh, yeah. And they got two tacos for a dollar, Jack in the Box, bro. And you can get egg rolls. Yeah, yeah, that's what she was saying. She's like, she's like, it is the best fried food at two or three in the morning after you've been, you know, drinking or mentally altered or whatever it is, and it just soaks that shit right up. And I'm like, holy fuck! Like, Jack in the Box is the ultimate, babe. Where do you want to go to eat? I don't know. Somewhere fast and quick. Boom! You go to Jack in the Box. Why? Because they have everything you could ever fucking want to eat. See, here's some here's the thing. Food together. I feel like what I need to do is because the city of Atlanta decriminalized weed. Now, when the state fully decriminalizes it and uh, they're fine with it recreationally, that's it. I'm getting investors together and I'm opening Jack in the Boxes everywhere because you know that shit'll pop off in Georgia. Like, I'm, well, yeah, absolutely. The thing, the thing with that is, you know, franchisees very rarely make much money off of owning that location. The corporation is making their money off franchisees paying for land that the corporation owns, and that and, and the land is also where their money's coming in from. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is, I need to just buy the land that they would, and then prospect them to be like, "Hey, you should build here," and then um, I'll just collect royalties. If you can make it happen, yeah, that's the direction you need to go, bro. I switch from this to hello. Let's do some business workings in a fucking heartbeat. So we're we're all right. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think I'm going to have to also recant my earlier statement for gringos. Not that gringos is bad, but there is another regional restaurant chain that is absolutely fire and does literally almost any kind of food at any almost any fucking time, as well as milkshakes oh. and everything like that. It is fucking cookout. I've and, uh, never been yet. Everybody talks about cookout like it's some godsend, and I've never bro, fucking been. No, when you when you come you visit go with your trash ass taste, Mister Fucking, better than fucking Five Guys, you probably won't be able to appreciate fucking cookout. Are you kidding, bro? Don't you have some bathtub brew to be making right now or something? Tony, in the steaming face, Tony. Tony, you're no. the kind of guy to get Cajun fries and steak and shake. Let's not beat around oh, the bush. Don't start with me, bro. You have Thank you, Yanni. Thank you. Oh, Somebody else sees the fucking light. Oh shit. I remember my 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 uh friend used to take us to steak and she's like, dude, dude, we should just get steak and shakes a bunch. I'm like, why don't we go to cookout? And he's like, oh, there's a cookout kind of close by. We go to cookout. We have not stepped foot in a steak and shake in five years. I would yeah. love to replace Steak and Shake, bro. No, no, 100%. bro. I got you. Like when, uh, whenever uh, the Tony Squared plans their trip up here, number one, uh, my roommate Taylor has a queen size air mattress that I put the both of you on. But oh, number two, it's all good. Oh my bad. But the second thing is that I will take you guys to a cookout for the first time and I'll go fucking live on my Facebook page with uh, your guys' full-on experience for the whole damn thing. Like, absolutely. I don't give a fuck. 
So Richie to come down. Uh, we can plan it. I'm I would, down. I would go to cookout if Richie was coming with us. And honestly, I'd just be like, yo, hey, uh, Mike, you're coming. Like, burgering. Yes. Oh, bro. I would just tell Mike I'm in town. He would show up. Yeah, that's that's honestly true. Uh, okay, so, Cotier, what about you? What is a chain that you absolutely love and why? Okay, so a couple, uh, a couple of them there that I would think of. Um, uh, one, I've got a story about. Two uh, is the one that I would like eat at every day if I could, if I could afford it. And there was one closer to me. Uh, one, uh, the second one there, uh, where I would eat every day if I could, if it was closer to me, uh, Smokes Poutinery. Oh, I would Whoa, that's a chain? Yes. Uh, it's just all a across chain of Canada. places? Yes. And like, Aww. we're talking like specialty type chain too. Like we're talking like butter chicken poutine. We're talking about cheeseburger, freaking poutine, uh, triple, triple pork poutine, which is pulled pork, <gasps> bacon, and sausage. Like Canadian bacon or real bacon? Both. Or either. Oh, let's go. Um so yeah, so Smokes Poutinery is fucking amazing. It's one of my favorite places. I would get I would go there at least once a week when I was in college, because the there was one like right next to my college when I was living there. Like amazing place, fucking love it. Uh and uh I can't be a Canadian and not say Tim Hortons. Uh because I would be like banned, basically. Yeah, so please, like tell me, please tell me the the fascination with Tim Hortons because every time it's okay. So Tim Hortons, the way it gets brought up in conversation, is the same way that Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' Donuts gets brought into a fight. And yep. the North has Dunkin' Donuts, the South has Krispy Kreme, and then Tim Hortons is better than both fight. Okay, hold on. You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to substantiate that real quick. I like Krispy Kreme donuts better, but I like Dunkin' Donuts coffee better. No, and that's fair. Krispy Kreme burns their uh, their coffee similar to the way Starbucks does. Yeah. At least that's how it tastes to me. But their donuts yeah. are phenomenal comparative to uh, Dunkin' Donuts. When but that what donut signs on you? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, no, when that when that hot donut you're doing. When that Krispy Kreme sign is on, you just pull over to the side, you buy the fucking $3 of the little fucking pint of milk, you grab a fucking dozen, and they're gone because they literally melt in your fucking mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, they're so good. But tell me why Tim Hortons, in your opinion, is better than both. Uh, the, way that, like, the way that they actually make their coffee, uh, first of all, is, like, is, is really good. Like, um, have you ever had what is your opinion of McDonald's coffee? I've never had it because I don't drink McDonald's coffee. All right. No, like, just, <laughs> sorry. Okay. So I think Alan just got offended. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not great, but it's okay. Like I, I'm not bothered by it. Yeah, no, uh, I, I feel the same way. Um, McDonald's coffee is, uh, basically what Tim Horton's coffee like Tim Hortons sold their coffee recipe to McDonald's because McDonald's preferred it over their own. Okay. Okay. So, so okay. it's, and, and so, I mean, and I personally, I think that, that McDonald's is like, has pretty decent coffee, obviously, because I love Tim Hortons, but, uh, it's, I don't know. It's like the way that they make it, uh, the way that they, uh, uh the way that they source it is really good. Uh, it was the only real, um, uh, multi, 
location coffee shop in Canada for years and years. Otherwise, it was just like, like maybe like mom and pop restaurants and stuff like that around. Uh, truckers would like freaking get it like wherever they could, you know, that kind of thing. And I don't know, man, it's just, it's really good coffee. Uh, I've had Dunkin' Donuts coffee before and, uh, and, and I don't know, man, I just, it doesn't taste right for lack of a better term. And I, I can't explain what I mean by that. Well, it just, so it doesn't taste. Like, so there's do, something off about it. I do need to tell you the other giant Canadian, um, like he, he'll lurk sometimes in chat, but he spoke up today. Um, he said, I don't give a fuck. Uh, tummies is trash and McDixon tummies are both mother Parker's coffee. So um, I, that means. I think, I think if I'm guessing he's in... saying Timmy, like Tim Hortons. Cause he's, mother he's Canadian Parker's too. Parker's no, yeah, I, I, no, I, I want to know what mother Parker's is. <laughs> he's from the is. other hood in Canada. <laughs> I, I think, I Anyways, I love Tim Hortons. It's just my favorite. Now onto the, uh, funny story that I have about that. Because hmm. because we can, but or unless you guys want to argue more, by all means, go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say, I Don't think if you're born in Canada, you're that. given stock in Timmy's, and you also have like a trailer full of Canadian Tire money given to you. <laughs> just, uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, Canadian Tire money is different. Yeah. So yeah. so well, the anyway, Canadian so, was just saying, um, Timmy's Timmy's is trash. Uh, but <laughs> so yeah, your story about Timmy's go or your other story. Yeah. So the story about Timmy's is actually uh, the more accurate thing. So my dad, right. It doesn't matter where we are in Canada. My dad will find Tim Hortons without fail. We could be lost. We could be in the middle of fucking nowhere. We could be driving for a solid four and a half hours. Okay. And, and dad would be like, hold on, I'll make sure I'll, I'll get us unlost. And two minutes later, we'll be at a Tim Hortons. I, I can't explain it. The man is like drawn to it. We were okay. So it's uh, to get to Halifax, Nova Scotia. It's about a four and a half hour drive from uh, uh, four and a half hour drive from where I, from where I live. Okay. Uh, before the big highway that goes from there to there. So I'm talking like early nineties, mid nineties before that big highway went from there. And like every highway was essentially a side road. Right. Um, we were at the time that would be a Halifax drive would be about six hours, seven hours. Right. We blew a tire in the middle of buttfuck nowhere in in Nova Scotia, a place that we didn't usually go very often. Dad had to get a new one, but he had the he had the donut in the back, so he like straps that thing on, and we're like, okay, we need to find uh something so that we could get like a phone because it's obviously before cell phones. Like, I had no idea where we were. Dad had no idea where we were. He knew where the road signs were. Like, the, like the last one's like, uh, Turo is like X amount of hours away or whatever it was. And, and dad was like, hold, hold on just a minute. So we start driving. Dad rolls down his fucking window. And I'm convinced to this day that he can just smell the coffee. Because why else would he roll down the window in like the middle of like December? 
So we're driving, and Dad takes like these random turns and pulls into a Tim Hortons parking lot. <laughs> so he's your dad's basically a bloodhound for Tim Hortons, the way that us in the like, South are for Waffle House. Probably, but like, I just I couldn't. Like, I I just I was completely and totally flabbergasted. Like, wait, what? How is this? How is this even possible? We've never I like. I've never been here. I mean, I'm sure dad's probably been in this area at one point. And, and the weird thing is it's like, so dad was like, yeah, can we use your phone? We blew our tire. We need to call a guy and whatever, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, sure. Here's that. Here's a phone book, blah, blah. And so I remember my mom looking at my dad, like, how did you do this? Right. I'm like maybe 10 years old at this time. And, and I looked at them and I said, how long has this Tim Hortons been here? And they're like, oh, we just opened three weeks ago. And I'm like, okay, so dad's never been here before. This Tim Hortons has never been here before. If dad's ever been here, how the f- fuck did that happen? Yeah, your dad's your dad's a fucking bloodhound for it's uh, like, Tim Hortons. It's like Waffle House, homie. Like you got a pretty good idea where one's going to be, and 99 times out of 100, you're right. Yeah, that's also true. Like it sounds so- like Tim Hortons would be in these optimal locations, even though they're not optimal yet. And you just happen to, like, you'll stumble across one if you just, like, you're like, you know what, there should be one here. And then, you know, whatever the god, the Tim Horton gods are just like, yeah, there's one here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because that's what it is for Waffle House down here. Like, I don't know if it's a second sense where we can smell the grease from miles away. I don't know <laughs> if it's just we know, like, there should be a Waffle House here and therefore there is a Waffle House here. I don't know what metric it is. But we can always Hell, find a Waffle House down here. As far as I know, and this could be true, Dad willed it into being, just so that he wouldn't be lost. Hey, you know I, what? Uh, the, the, the Tim Horton gods might have just been like, you know what? Bless. Here, have a free one. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, they do, the, they do that entire like, uh, sacrament thing with the, with the water that they do in church. And they dip, they dip their fingers <laughs> in the coffee and then just kind of like sprinkle it on you. Hey, boondock Saints. Yes. <laughs> I legitimately don't think in Georgia, if you were north of Warner Robins Macon, you know, I literally don't think you were farther than like 20 to 30 minutes from a Waffle House, no matter where you are. Yeah, any direction. Like, you just fucking turn. Like, you can, you could be just spinning around and then stop and stumble off in a direction and you'll smack into a Waffle House. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, someone had a story? No? Yes? Okay. Well then, uh, Spitzuli, let's get to your favorite chain restaurant. Uh, just give me Friday now. My dog's barking. Okay. Well, um, then let's I'm, get to uh, uh, Biggin. What is your favorite chain restaurant? Um, bleh, bleh. Uh, hmm. As far as just something like that's always like quick and right there for you, Burger King. I really do like Burger King. Um, have you actually, okay. You've probably been to a Burger King more recently than I have, but the last couple of times I've gone to a Burger King, which number one respect, cause they do have a veggie burger and that that's good for me. But number two, every number fucking two. burger team, uh, oh my God. Every fucking Burger King I've gone to looks like it just got out of a fucking, uh, set for, I don't know, maybe the Hunger Games or something where the interior is run down and dilapidated. It looked like there was a fucking shootout that morning. Like, they all look fucking 
brutalized. That's just and is that just King, bro? <laughs> that's just bur- okay. That's cool. Just I just wanted King. to make sure. Bro, I okay. went in. I went into one down one down in Lexington. Um, and it's been it's been over a year since I've been down there. But like when I went in this place when it was like six months old, like while I was working at the poultry, I watched them build this place, and went in it within the first six months. And it looked exactly like you were talking about. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, the, okay. the Burger King next to my house has been slowly and steadily deteriorating in their quality. And now nothing smells or tastes right from it. <laughs> um, um, good runner up, though. Uh, so I got two runners up. One I I, I almost forget about because it's, there's not one close. There's one close to you. And you've probably been there. Um, and that's Chewy's. Yo, Chewy's is fucking great. Chewy's is the fucking bomb, and I never knew about it until my ex turned me on to it because undoubtedly it's a chain that's based out of Texas, and she was from Texas. And we just happened to find one up there and drove like the hour and 15 minutes one night to the one up Malfaretta. Uh, yeah, so. Yes, that place is the bomb. Every time we get together at uh, K Town, there's a Chewy's in the opposite parking lot. And like I was just at Chewy's this past weekend, and it's really good, like Tex-Mex. Like, yeah, it's not it's not quote unquote Mexican food. It is Americanized Tex-Mex. But I tell you what, that fucking jalapeno cream sauce or whatever the fuck that shit is the best. Like, you could just order it by the gallon, and that's that's all you need. That and chips, and you are good to go. Chewy's is delicious. And my last one, and I don't really give a shit if it's a controversial opinion. Uh, I love fucking Chick-fil-A. Um, and I love it because the fucking chicken is fucking phenomenal. And the service is amazing. Like, especially for somebody like me, that 98% of the time that I stop at a fast food restaurant is because I'm in the truck at work, you know? I legitimately don't eat that much fast food, like, on the weekends when I'm not at work. But, you know, I'm kind of working on a schedule there, and I can go, it doesn't matter how busy a chick-fil-a is i can be in and out in under 10 minutes and i've had to take my lunch break before with like any other fast food restaurant and it's taken them like 30 minutes to get me my food see and i i get that it's the lord's chicken or whatever right fine but i've heard between chick-fil-a and popeyes chick-fil-a has their it's it's basically chick-fil-a is good salt pepper yep but Popeye's has soul and flavor and spice like you wouldn't believe. Uh, now, granted, I've never had both because, again, I don't eat meat. But these are all, like, down south southerners that have been telling me the difference yeah. between the two. The, where the, it's the, like... The Popeye's, it's not bad. It, it's really not. Like, I, I enjoy it and all that stuff. But there's just something about, like, the spicy chicken deluxe from Chick-fil-A that is just... It's good. It's simple it's it's just it's good and it's always the same like they have that consistency down to a science of like it doesn't matter which one you go to what time of day you go to what what no matter anything like you you you, everybody's had that thing where you like you go to a like you know if i want to get this certain thing from a fast food restaurant you might have that one kind of close to you that you know to go to because it tastes different if you go other places. Because I've had yeah, like before. yeah. I mean, I the, I'll even have that with like sweet tea, where it's like I'll mm-hmm. only go to a particular restaurant because 
their sweet tea is like exactly the way I like it, as opposed to let's say the same company, yeah. but a different location. Exactly. So yeah, no, I feel that. And that's one thing I can I can I've always loved about going to Chick Fil A is, um, it's consistent. Everything, everywhere, all their locations, it's it's gonna taste the same, and I like that. I appreciate consistency. Okay, consistency is victory. Yep. I mean, okay. You know what? I'm not gonna talk about that yet because we're we're getting through a lot of stuff today. Uh, yeah. but I think the second one we're gonna get to is the oh, worst. We, oh, we do we skip someone? We haven't gotten Spatuli yet. His dog was barking. Oh, was that's good. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm back. Okay. I'm back now. I'm good. I apologize about that. Um, no, you're good. See, Go ahead. See, for me, it's hard because, I, look, I'm not a chef, but I can make anything that I want to eat, right? Unless it's like Asian, but because Asian is a big, it gets crazy with the ingredients. But, I mean, I think my, my ultimate, like, go-to this chain restaurant, I don't, it's, it's, it's such a fucking hard question. Um. Well, actually, fuck. See, it's so difficult because y'all picked really good ones besides the Canadian because I never had any of those. But um, fair enough. Fuck. You know, I'm. I want to literally, honestly, have to second Taylor and go Chick Fil A. Um, that consistency. Really? And, yeah. It's just so good. Look, I'm not going to pick an Italian chain restaurant. I'll tell you that right now. That ain't never going to happen. If you, if you hear the words, Olive Garden tastes good out of my mouth, just, <laughs> I was just about, put a bullet on me. I was about this, this, to say, like, dude, you don't, you don't like Olive Garden, man? That's how you know Spatuli's been kidnapped, though. Like, just take wait, me out the pasture, wait, please. What, what, what about, what about that, Little just, Italy? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I think I don't know. I don't even know how big of a chain it is. I used to have yeah, a couple. Not that big. Here. <laughs> no, yeah. I feel I feel like if Spatuli ever gets into trouble and his uh, his abductors are like, you get to make one phone call to get the ransom money, and uh, like Spatuli calls you and he's like, hey, like I need like fifty thousand dollars. Don't ask me why. And then uh, we'll go to Olive Garden afterwards. You know he's in fucking trouble. You know he's in trouble. Like, yeah. yeah, you know something's gone absolutely shit. wrong. Shit. Like, that's how you're like, all right, we got to get the boys. Like, some shit just went sideways with Spatuli. Spatuli just goes, hey, guys, you want to meet at Olive Garden? And we're all just like, contingent five boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just have to, like, open up the binder and be like, all right, flip to the binder, go under Spatuli, subheader, Spatuli <laughs> said Olive Garden. Oh, shit, it's Defcon 5. <laughs> So, yeah, okay, that's oh, fair. I do um, have, like, one thing that I totally spaced on. Yeah. I don't know why, because it's right next to the fucking house, but Cheeseburger Bobby's. I've seen that, a couple of those. Are they good? That is the one those. place I know I can go where I can get a double cheeseburger with bacon and a fried egg on that bitch, set it up exactly how I like it, and it is going to be a slice of heaven. Now, is that a regional chain here to us? I'm not sure. They just started popping up out of nowhere, kind of like Dollar General seeds, and uh, <laughs> I don't know where they came from. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I've always wanted to go, but again, like places that pride themselves on having like cheeseburgers and stuff, I always get weird looks when I'm like, "Yeah, man, so uh, let me get a cheeseburger, no burger, no, bur- no burger." <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not sure they have any vegetarian options unless you're just like, "Let me get a fried egg on a bun." Yeah, basically, and add my toppings. Oh no, Yanni, your one of your brother's favorite pastimes, uh, when he and I would just go out after like drinking or something, is we would go to we would go to uh to Wendy's 
and Alex would get his order first, whatever. And then he would stand back and just watch me place my order. And I'm like, yeah, so I want the, this Asiago chicken uh, burger with all the fixins, no chicken. And like, he would delight in watching the fucking cash register, register person like almost short circuit. They just be like, <laughs> like you you don't you don't want the the chicken? And I'm like, no, I I don't want the chicken. Right. So what do you want on it? Well. I want all of the other things that are on it, just not the chicken. And then every single time without fail, they still make it wrong. And so I'd have to take this now already incorrect, not chicken burger and be like, Hey, you somehow fucked it up. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Um, yeah, it was like I, this one time I was, uh, I was doing D and D when I, well, shh, we don't talk about that, but, um, <laughs> No, I was uh, somebody's dad there. I watched it. I mean, <laughs> sometimes you got to just be kissing dads. What do you want? Amen, um, brother. <laughs> but no, I was playing D&D with the because I used to run game nights at the vape shop that I used to be the general manager of. And I we. Those. Yeah. So um, I we ordered Uber Eats, right? And I ordered from McDonald's and I was like, hey, all I want is this burger. And I checked all the fixings I wanted on it, right? And, you know, no burger. So we all placed our order. They, everyone PayPal'd me their money, whatever. And it showed up. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited to have food. Because I just worked, open to close. And now I'm staying an additional four hours to play D&D. I need some fucking food. I open the fucking foil thingy. Fuck sakes. And there is the buns with nothing in between them. Mayonnaise and diced onions on top of the bun. If you think I'm bullshitting you, for those of you who are my friends on Facebook, go through my mobile uploads and you will see. Oh my god! I, I took remember a, that. I post. took a photo you gotta of this. Send me that. That is like, great. I don't understand how you fuck it up. Either it was either that, or they were so in spite of like putting together a burger that they were like, fuck this guy. Let's just put some mayo and diced onions on top of a piece of bread and fuck them. Like, what the fuck? And then I complained to Uber Eats about it and like, no, your account's under suspension now. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how is any of this my fault? So, yeah, there was that. Uh, but let's get into the worst chain restaurants out there. Now, these can be any, any chain again, whether it's fast food, dine-in, anything like that. What is a... Uh, what is a chain restaurant that you guys hate and why? So let's start with Yanni. All right, let me set the stage for you boys. I could easily say something along the lines of, oh, Wendy's is bad or McDonald's is bad or I don't like Schlotzky's or I could say any numerous thing. But at the end of the day, those restaurants fit a niche and they fit the price point. And at the end of the day, I can't complain too much. Let me also say that I like steak is one of, steak is my favorite dish. There's so many ways of doing it, and so many ways of doing it right. And honestly, there's a lot of restaurants that do it right. I've been to Fugu to Chow, I've been to Stony River, Outback, all these places do it well. So when I say what my least favorite, what I think is the worst restaurant chain is one that fucks up this steak niche so bad, I never want to see it ever again. And that is Longhorn. Fuck Longhorn. Is it really that bad? Every time I've ordered medium rare, it came out as solid like a brick. <laughs> you know, I'm a vegetarian, and even, and even I know you're not medium. supposed to get a well-done steak. 
the best steak I had cooked when I asked for medium rare was medium, and it tasted like it just. Now I'm not gonna say rubber, but it just tasted like they threw a slab of meat on there and didn't even put salt or pepper. Aren't those the basics? Longhorns I've been to, but you know, at, at least the first of all, I was if you're, if you're a res, if you're a steak restaurant and you 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 think salt and pepper is the basics and that's it, you should immediately close down. Every single restaurant <laughs> immediately. SP, that's the one for me. So, yeah, well, a buddy of mine likes puts, putting steak sauce without any salt and pepper when he cooks steaks. And I think I should, I think, I think he should have been aborted. Occasionally. Oh my God. <laughs> fuck. Y'all contain your orgasms, but I do like a steak with ketchup. Like, <laughs> it just works. Oh, my God. No, nah, you're just 12 years old. It's okay. You're dead to me. I'm, I'm yeah. twitching it's okay. over here. Okay. It's all right, bro. You're 12 years old. It's okay. We understand. <laughs> I never said I wasn't. Tony is not the Man bottom Mother of the list Nature anymore. Mother cast all of her greatest misdeeds upon you, Adam. <laughs> I forgot your Jesus. name. That's how bad Alan, it you've is. you've fallen below Tony <laughs> at this point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so wait okay so again we're gonna play educate the vegetarian here uh why is it that certain things are taboo with steaks and other things are okay like because i understand well hold on let me let me qualify real quick i understand the well done thing and it's because it makes it inedible like you're effectively spending more of your time chewing than actually getting any flavor or anything like that i i can i can conceptualize and understand that it's, it's like beef jerky got halfway there and said, ah, fuck it. I quit. <laughs> but at least for, but, but for like, okay. And I'm not defending anything one way or the other, whether it's steak sauce, uh, the, the, the ketchup, uh, copious amounts of garlic butter, whatever it is that people slather their steak in, or maybe we're going to hear Spatuli kick in the door and be like, you know, a, well, a properly cooked steak doesn't need sauce or however he says it. Cause I can't do the accent, but That's why, true. why are some things good with steak and some things taboo? All right. All gonna, things I'm, are taboo. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a rundown, like uh, how they would at a food, food, uh, food channel. The ba basically why Alan's choice of ketchup is heretical and deserves to be thrown into a fucking abyss is because steak is an extremely savory flavor and ketchup is also very much a savory flavor that just doesn't gel well. What makes A1 in Worcestershire and whatever else you add on to it work is that it adds a different kind of t flavor profile, whether it be acidity with A1 or something else like that. But when you're just putting savory on savory, you you just get oversaturation, and that ruins the flavor, for me at least. The, uh... The, the ketchup has a very distinct contrast to the steak, especially one that's made and seasoned pretty thoroughly. It's a, a much sharper flavor that goes with the steak. Um, no. And it's just, not every single no, steak either. No. Yes. No. no hold on. No. Hold on. Now what I want to do is get all of us together one day. I'll go to Aldi and I will buy the same cut of steaks and all of y'all get one. And everyone prepares their steak in whatever fashion they want. And everyone tries everyone else's steak blind tested. No. And we see what happens. So well, look, you already, uh, you already steak, made a mistake, though. You don't get your steak from Aldi. 
Yeah, yeah you oh, got to get good dick. We, we, we're going to have to go to a butcher shop. And yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, 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 let's just set this up for you. But the anyway, minimum is Costco. Send already to go get steak, bro. Okay, okay, okay hold on. Hold on. But, but, what I'll do... No, no, no. Then let me, I'll, what I'll do is I will talk to the man Viking himself, Mike. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, you need to come with me. We will go get the steaks. Everyone, including him, will cook one. And then everyone tries a piece of everyone else's, and we vote, and we figure out what, what's good. I will be out of it because I can't eat anything. I'll probably be munching on mushrooms or something. But still, like, we'll figure it out. So, uh, to, but to uh, go on to answering your question a little bit more about just, like, anything. When you hear people like us, like, groan at you putting anything on a steak, steak is meant to be enjoyed just the flavor of the steak. The biggest insult to a chef you can ever do. The, like, the biggest, like, fuck you, your cooking sucks, is to put anything on a steak that they cook for you. But here's, the, here's my question. Like, what, number one, who made that the arbitrary rule? And number two, if that's the case, then when people are eating, like, lobster that they spend a couple of hundred bucks for or whatever... I see more people basically slurping down the butter than they are the lobster meat. And it makes me think oh, like, hey, maybe it's not the bug the bug meat that's delicious. It's just the butter. <laughs> yeah, so like what butter. well see yeah. the, so the, like, thing, the thing with beef with butter though. The thing with beef that's different, and I guess this is most mammals you eat. Um the chef thing's one one thing, but for me, at the end of the day, it's the respect for the animal itself. I would rather taste the animal than taste what i put on top of it if that makes sense Something but that's only is... but that's only steak well most, because most, most, all uh... pretty much all all mammal meat in general right like land meat or whatever they want to fucking call it but like like goat or anything like that like i understand like certain cuts yeah you put we make a sauce with it or you braise it because they're tough as shit you're not gonna make a steak out of it but if you're gonna cut a steak out of let's say a a, a rib primal right which is just where you get ribeyes from right i want to taste that meat i don't want to taste anything else so if i'm spending all this money on an expensive piece of uh meat i want to taste the meat i don't want to taste ketchup and meat i want to taste how exactly. and where and like, because everything plays a factor in what you eat with when it comes to animals, right? If you have a grain fed cow compared to a grass fed cow, they taste completely different mm -hmm. and they oh. look completely different. See, and then here comes my next question, which is, I understand for different cuts of meat that this may hold true. Now, to my understanding, a filet mignon is the most expensive cut of a cow, period, right? Now, if that's the case, um, I can understand then why you wouldn't want to fuck with any other flavor besides no, the, see, here's the, thing the, with the flavor of the filet. No, with a filet, it's different because there's no fat in the filet. So putting a sauce on it makes sense. It's expensive only because... Oh my god, this is breaking my brain. Yeah, I don't yeah, get look, it. You no, know, because, all right. You get a, filet, a lot of flavor from the fat and the marbling. Yeah, a filet really has no flavor because there's really no fat. It's pretty basically 98% meat. The reason why they're so expensive is because a real filet mignon become, it comes from the Chateaubriand portion of uh, tenderloin of a cow, which there's two of, an entire cow. Right, so it's a center cut section, meaning 
out of an entire cow, you could probably get six decently sized uh, filet mignons. That's why they're expensive. They're not expensive because they taste oh. good. They're expensive because there's not that much of it on one cow. Oh. I, I think here's something that will help make some sense on the two things that are really at the center of this discussion right now. Um, one, most guys who learn how to cook a steak well take a shit ton of pride in how they cook the steak. It's like barbecue. Um, and that's where people will get upset if you start altering it once they've done their master recipe on it. And two, I can't speak for everyone else, but like I taste ketchup and steak separately at the same time. Like it doesn't interfere with me being able to taste the steak itself. I'm not sure what it is about me, but like A1 steak sauce, that'll drown that shit right out. Like I don't really get the steak anymore. It's all fucking A1 and I don't like it that much. Yeah, I don't put so, anything on steak. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I guess I've learned a couple of things today. Number one, bug meat is only good with uh, butter confirmed. <laughs> and then number two, I learned a lot more about like different cuts of steak in the last five minutes than I have in. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so we have Yanni that called out Longhorn for producing garbage steak. Um, now for me, I think my worst chain restaurant I have ever, ever had, uh, and it also is because I worked there, is probably Olive Garden. Like, I will never enjoy Olive Garden. Um, now, granted, when you think about an Olive Garden and you talk to someone who's Italian, spatuli, uh, but like, you know, there's, there's fast food Italian, and that's effectively what Olive Garden is. Here's the qualifier, though, because there is a real fast food Italian joint that for the lay person, it's cheap, it's great. Well, not great, it's good. Um, and it's just it's just fast Italian food that doesn't pretend to be bougie, hoity-toity Italian food, and that's Fazoli's. But like, there is a difference when you're talking about fast food Italian food that's pretending it's not. And that's Olive Garden. And having worked there from the pre-bagged portions of stuff that are either par-cooked or pre-made and then dunked in hot water to get them ready to, you know, the absolute overpricing of the food to the absolute shit that is up its own ass on being this pride of Italia kind of food, it doesn't hit any of those standards at all. Um, now, that's one of my dad's favorite restaurants. He loves Italian food. But the thing is, is that, you know, Ari makes from scratch Italian food because she used to work for a restaurant that made everything from scratch. And since then, I've had an entirely different outlook on like really good scratch made Italian food. And because otherwise, whenever you go to an Italian restaurant that's like mom and pop owned or something like that, everything is expensive. So you don't get to go there often. But when you start having it on the regular and it's, you know, fresh made, scratch made, stuff like that, you start realizing for the price, Olive Garden is not great. Um, it's just everything is either too salty, uh, everything gets covered up by Parmesan, uh, and then having worked there and having seen how they just mass produce everything and then calling it fresh made Italian food. No, it's that's not it for me. And then the second one. It's uh, it's Papa John's. Um, really, like, of the different pizza chains, they are the freshest. Like, I've I worked there for 
a bit. And it's good because it's fresh. But again, but there's so much the racism. Well, that, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the corporate hierarchy of that fucking company is garbage, but uh, that's a personal Her- bone I have to pick with them. But all of that said, like, it's just the way they take care of their staff and then the way they overprice their food, thinking they're God's gift to pizza. That's also fucking garbage. So whatever. The only, the only really good thing about Papa John's is you get the pepperoncini pepper, the garlic sauce and their honey mustard is actually really fucking good. Otherwise, eh. So that's my two for worst chain restaurants. I got I got two things on that. I will say Olive Garden, at least for me personally, is comfort food in absurd quantities. And two, Papa John's used to be good, but it ain't what it used to be by a long no, shot. They they have changed so much to try and like make their stuff like leaner, faster, whatever you want to call it. And um it's just not. Uh we did have we did have a couple of comments in chat. Uh, number one, the other giant Canadian, um, he said, I worked in a steakhouse for seven years and steak is indeed an art form. Um, ketchup needs to die. Uh, Danny said, the worst chain for me is fats. I don't know what a fats is. God, I hate um, those. What is a fats? Tell me. It's, it's kind of like, like Applebee's or shit like that. It's just not good. Like if Which, by the way, Applebee's can go fly a fucking kite too. Like, <laughs> I I went to my first Applebee's uh, when Ari moved in. Like, we uh, we all went out and did like a little family lunch or something. They got everything wrong. Everything was way too fucking salty, and nothing was cooked right. Like, they, it was a horrible experience. Honest, honestly, Applebee's, Chili's, and uh, Olive Garden are the trio of places you should never bring anyone for a date. That's no, I mean, that's what's happened to all my relationships. <laughs> Applebee's and Chili's used to be good. Yeah, a Chili's long used time to be ago. the fucking bomb. I okay, hold on. <clears throat> I need to. I need to interject here real quick. No, absolutely okay. not. Yeah, get fucked, kid. Okay, listen. So, Applebee's, you don't go for the food. I don't. I've never once gone to Applebee's for the food. You go for the dollar specialty <laughs> drinks of the month. Yeah, that is. Let's that, be, uh, that I, is I can't Let's be that. fucking honest. That is okay? true. Applebee's got cheap liquor. At, at least, to, to give uh, Applebee's credit over Chili's, at least Applebee's has an atmosphere. Chili's is just depression. Yeah, you and go then to a side of shitty you're looking food. For, half the people at Applebee's want to fight. It's the best thing you've ever seen in your life. Because they're loaded on $1 margaritas. Like, no, that's Denny's. Denny's is the place where everyone fights. Dude, can you imagine if Denny's time. served alcohol? <laughs> oh, no, bro, I'd rather Denny's not. Is, Denny's that. is literally just a PvP server in Georgia. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't seen a restaurant fight till you've seen Waffle House fights. God damn. That hey, is true, hey. but I will say, like, oh, that reminds if... me of that video where the guy's like, "Can I please get a waffle?" While the two are just duking it out. Look, look, no shit. <laughs> they used to be real tight, and, and th- this is this is a thing for. Uh, well, Mike, you're the only non-southerner down here. Um. Waffle House, so you have that one Waffle House you go to all the time. And especially late at night when you're drunk. And you always, you get to know the the kitchen staff and everything like that real good at that one you go to all the time. And it finally gets to the point where you bring like an 18 pack into the Waffle House with you and they'll put it in the fridge behind the counter and give you a to-go cup, and when you tell them you need a refill, they'll just fill it up with more beer that you brought and bring it to your table. Okay, that's why Waffle House is amazing. 
So I, I am. I, I uh, can I just interject with a Waffle House story? Yeah. Uh, as I was coming home from school one day, I go out of the Petite Side Center at GSU, and I go to, to the Marta Station uh, right next to it. And as I'm in my, uh, mind you, right in between that Science Center and the Marta Station is a Waffle House, one of the two I was talking about. And um, that particular day, as I was walking out, as I was walking to the left. Uh, a guy walked out cautiously with uh, his Waffle House before he was jumped by a homeless man, and for the next two minutes, those two were just duking it out, fighting over said Waffle House dish before the homeless guy lost and kind of just scurried away, and this guy was like, damn, and just took his Waffle House <laughs> <in> with it. <laughs> and I like... So a couple of things. Number one, with Denny's being a PvP server, I agree. And I think if Denny's <laughs> sold liquor... Then it becomes a require. Like for for most restaurants, unless you're like on the beach or something, there's the entire no shoes, no shirt, no service. Right? If Denny's sold liquor or alcohol, it would be no shoes, no bulletproof vest, no service. Like no that would kidding. have to be the requirement. Uh, secondly, and all, and all chat, the, I, oh, I remember that video. Did you ever see the video of the metalheads at Denny's where they're like, "What yes. the fuck is up, Denny's?" <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Um, uh, Dr. Ghoul said in chat, Papa John's is just ketchup on cardboard. And then Danny brought back yep. a memory that I, uh, I had repressed. So we went to, uh, DC. I went to go, um, I was a marshal as part of an event that was happening in DC. And, um, we went and had dinner at an Applebee's. I didn't realize number one, that in the North, there are no manners because in the South, if you don't say, you know, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Uh, please, thank you, whatever. You get your shit rocked by your parents. Mm -hmm. I also didn't realize that sugar doesn't exist in the North. And I was asked, I asked for a sweet tea, just innocently enough. Oh, well, that's right. I was up. given iced tea with fucking Splenda packets, and I almost threw a motherfucker through a window. <laughs> um, oh, 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 speaking of DC, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I no, keep go. interjecting. No, go for uh, it. Akil, you and I, neither of us mentioned Falafel Inc., and I think that's a war crime yeah, on our parts. That we is true. Like, one of us should have mentioned Falafel Inc. is our favorite franchises. That place is a magic I didn't house. know it was a franchise. It is, but they're like, there's only two in DC, and then the rest are like all over, like New York, or the rest are in New York, and oh. Vegas, and some other places. But like, I just want one in Atlanta, and I can die happy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the closest I think we have now is, um, uh, what is it? Uh, it's either Halal Guys or uh, the Falafel Place that's now, like, they're opening everywhere. Um, but I've always been told with Halal Guys, you have to give the place like six to eight months before it actually is good because there's a lot of seasoning and prep that takes place to like make sure it's cooked right. And uh, like they rotate through staff super heavy when they open because it's a lot of work to get it done right. So that's yeah. what, and my brother told me like falafel guys originated in New York where he's at. And that's word for word coming from him. So there there's is a, that. There, there's a. I'm fairly certain there's a Mediterranean place. Uh, it's uh, at the intersection between. Um, fuck. What is it? Uh, it's the intersection of 141. And uh, shit. Hold on. I'll get back to you on that. I need to find it. No, you're good. So the other part of the Applebee's when we were in DC is that the service was garbage. And I used to be a corporate trainer for Darden Group. Like the people who own Bahama Breeze, Red Lobster, Olive Garden, like I trained staff for them. 
And so one of the things that I always did is teach my servers and even the managers how you should be treating customers, even if your restaurant's in the weeds, even if shit is taking time, like you need to take care of your people. Cause at the end of the day, that is your paycheck. Like you need to take care of people. And I guess in DC, they just don't give a fuck. So our food came out like an hour and a half late. It was ice cold. Most of it was wrong. And so, uh, that should have been my first inkling that Applebee's is not the place to ever go to. And then I forgot about it because I I guess the the experience there was like just so traumatic that I had post-traumatic Applebee's disorder. And my brain was like, nope, we're just going to lock these away. And then Danny had to fucking mention it. Um, so there is that. Let's see. Um, who We are on Alan. So Alan, what is the 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 worst restaurant to you worst chain restaurant so i've got two of them um the first one being arby's um like and it's a top like for this it's a toss-up between arby's and hardy's um my reasoning with arby's is somewhere back in the early-ish 90s and then again in later on the 90s like in 93 and maybe 98 Everybody I fucking knew got the kind of food poisoning where you beg for fucking death off of Arby's. Like, everybody I knew within, like, the same three-day period all got fucking hit. I don't trust them. And Hardee's just single-handedly keeps the mayonnaise farmers of America in business. They put that shit on there with a snow shovel, and it's hot and gross. The funny thing is, I actually had the food poisoning problem with Hardee's. Um, yeah, it's just too much goddamn hot mayonnaise on everything, but... Yeah. There's there's one place, and I hope to God it's not actually a chain, all right? This place was hot wings, sushi, and Philly cheesesteaks. And what? I have that sounds like never... a great time. I was about to say, that sounds like a fucking dope time. The, 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 the Philly cheesesteak I got is like they pulled them from the freezer at Dollar Tree. It was terrible. And then when you take your tray to the trash can, there was like two huge stacks of flyers for Wick. What it is and how to sign up for it. This place was a goddamn shit show. Like everything in there was terrible. See, so I can I can understand it. Um like the 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 reverse side of that, like if we were to play the reverse reverse card, is that there's that munchies place in Florida. That has a little bit of everything, but apparently they do everything right. What's the name of that place, Tony? Uh, Munchies 420 Cafe. Don't That's it. Munchies, daddy, yeah. Munchies this, 420 Cafe. Like, if you're in Florida, you're visiting Florida, go there. Go there in Gringo's. All right. This look, place look, was, look, uh, look, we this, brought up Arby's a while ago, and I like Arby's for one particular I'd eat there reason. today. And if you will look in live podcast chat right now in Discord, there is a picture of what I'm talking about. And it is called The Meat the Mountain. Mountain. <laughs> the Meat Mountain. <laughs> it yeah, is it's just a... That is a legitimate sandwich that you can go to Arby's and buy. Uh, the sandwich by itself is like 11, 10 or $11. It's every type of meat that Arby's has with chicken tenders on the bottom. <laughs> and it is what? phenomenal. <laughs> this yeah. looks uh, like Taylor, a heart that attack. Look, that doesn't look like a Meat Mountain, Taylor. <laughs> but... No, like, that fucking shithole restaurant was on Ostel Road next to the hospital. It was bad by that part of Marietta standards. Well, I'm sure that restaurant single-handedly kept the hospital in business. 
Oh God. Um, like in this, and the, this the, meat mountain thing looks fucking terrifying, though. Well, the thing that led Absolutely up to it too delicious. was like, it is there. I think there was four of us. We were heading to a meeting, and uh, we spotted that place. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's have an adventure. Oh my god, bro! It's like going to Steak and Shake and getting a seven by seven. Yo, I saw. I sat next to Mike when he devoured a seven by seven. Yeah, like. That was fucking terrifying. Like, what the fuck? I like the thing is, I've always heard rumors like, oh my god, these secret sandwiches exist on all these different menus or whatever. But like, I've never seen them in person. And the only one I've seen in person is a seven by seven sitting next to Mike, which again, if you guys don't know him, he's my size, but yoked like a motherfucker. Like, again. Probably pure ass Viking, except instead of hatchets, he just throws sharpened children at people. Like, I don't understand. This dude's huge, and he smashed the shit out of the seven by seven. It was fucking terrifying. Um, so there is that as well. Uh, the seven by seven, if I remember correctly, because we had a question from chat on what the seven by seven is, it's seven sl- uh, seven of their uh, uh, patties, the burger. I don't. They're, yeah, they're seven smashed. burgers and seven pieces and of cheese. Yeah, it's seven burgers and seven slices of cheese in between two buns. Like, fucking horrifying. And again, it was horrifying. Uh, Remember, I'm vegetarian, so I'm not used to seeing copious amounts of meat just eaten. And I'm not one of those dudes that's like, oh my god, you can't eat meat around me. I don't give a fuck. It was the sheer amount of meat that was there. The more horrifying part was watching this mountain of a motherfucker just calmly and casually devour carcasses and then look like he was ready for murder. Like, <laughs> fuck. Like, I, I haven't ordered something like that, but um, at one point I went to Wendy's and I ordered the uh, the big triple burger, the Dave's triple now. And then I had them double the meat on that, so it was like six fucking patties. That thing was a goddamn monster. But that was back in the day when I used to go through there and I'd order like nine double stacks and finish them all in one sitting. I don't understand. Here's here's something I don't understand. You guys, you people, you meat-eating people, uh-huh. you all can go to one of these restaurants, right? Whether it's an Arby's, uh, Burger King, McDonald's, uh, Wendy's. You can go there, uh-huh. get yourself a burger that has a burger, fixins, uh, fries, and a drink, or whatever it is, for, let's say, eight bucks. Me, because I asked them to take the meat off, and I want to get, like let's say one other additional item, right? All of a sudden I'm paying like 14 or 15 bucks for legitimately less food. Like, yes. I don't fucking understand it. It's so annoying every fucking time. So even when you guys order this meat mountain or the Dave's triple, double, double, triple, quadruple thing, or <laughs> whatever the fuck it is, you guys are still paying less for a titanic amount of food than me with a bread and a lettuce. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I never you, understood. Now you, now you see why America has an obesity problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, and especially, uh, Alan was talking about this earlier, where, like, in Georgia in the morning, like, the options you have available to make sure you get a breakfast is biscuits and gravy almost everywhere. And it used to be even worse way back in the day. And, uh, you know, having had vegetarian biscuits and gravy for the first time, I understand now why the South physically cannot rise again. Like, everyone's just <laughs> lethargic. 
By the time you're done with breakfast, you're not rising for shit. You're in that couch and you're done for the day, Jack. Like, yep. you're not going anywhere. I will say, so, if you're stuck having to do nothing but shit that comes on biscuits in the morning, fucking Martins. Like, I need one near me and we don't have it. What's a Martins? So, they're like a chain that they specialize in biscuits and you can get all kinds of, like, you know, overloaded stuff. But for me, like, the biscuits and gravy from there is... Kind of like the the cheeseburger Bobby's double with a bacon and egg on it. Just a little slice of fucking heaven. It is amazing. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Now we got to your worst. Let's get to Tony. Tony, what is the worst chain restaurant to you and why? Uh, okay. First off, I need to make an amendment to my favorite. Other than uh, In-N-Out, I'd like to add Miller's Ale House. It's a regional thing. It's delicious. Uh, I absolutely love it. But yeah, we have Miller's and- up here. Yeah, bro, $10 pitchers, a Long Island I see, and they bring you a straw instead of cups? That's my kind of place. Um, secondly, a chain restaurant, as much of you have never eaten there before, or would like to admit that it's not a chain, it is. It would be the DFAC facility on any army base, what the fuck soever, is absolutely the most vile shit you could ever eat in your life. I rather Okay, okay eat explain more, please. A DFAC is basically their cafeteria. And it's all provided by the lowest possible fucking bill. Yes. And it's gross as fuck because you have dudes back there with zero cooking experience that signed up to join the military that got thrown into culinary school for four weeks and now are quote-unquote battle-ready to go and serve everybody, and it's just not good food. I will on Dobbins Air Reserve, they had like a training center where they had a whole lot of nice shit set up and everything smelled amazing coming out of there, but that was Air Force and Navy Reserve. That wasn't... Oh, yeah. Um, that was, I was, I was about Marines. to say, like, if you want good food in the military, go to the Air Force, because I've ate on uh, down there at uh, oh. Warner Robins several times, and holy shit. Hey, yes, Warner Robins got some fucking fire-ass food. And I've also ate on several Army bases, and I'm like, where's the McDonald's at? Right. <laughs> Um, so funny story about that is, um, when I was in the air force, I lived on something called the Medina training annex in San Antonio. And it was basically just housing for, uh, special operations. And they had to renovate the, uh, cafeteria there so people could eat. And their renovation on the cafeteria was twice as much as it was for two dorms to be put up that were eight stories tall. Okay, so I looked up um, DFAC menus, and so this menu that I have pulled up is from Kessler Air Force Base, and uh, this is the February one. Uh, There is, let's see, green is high-performance foods, eat them often, yellow is moderate-performance foods, eat occasionally, and red is performance-limiting foods, eat them rarely. So the green foods for lunch... Fiesta fish, sweet potatoes and beans with corn ragu, Yankee pot roast, simmered pinto beans, peas, cauliflower. For dinner, the green food is pork roast tenderloin, Baja baked cod, a pasta provincial, I don't know what that is, green beans, and sautéed spinach with garlic. The yellow for lunch is spinach and tomato orzo, pasta salad, and tacos. For dinner... You're at scalloped potatoes, Islander rice. What is Islander rice? Corn calico, pasta salad, and tacos. And then for dinner, uh, with your, or sorry, for the red performance stuff for lunch, 
fried okra, onion gravy, minestrone soup, Baja chicken enchilada soup, timberline chili, grilled beef and provolone. For dinner, brown gravy, minestrone soup, Baja chicken enchilada soup, timberline chili, and then grilled beef and provolone. Like, does any is any of this hitting you pretty hard on what was read out and what you've had? Um, I've had ninety percent of that menu. <laughs> and how was it? Honestly, I would eat again. Really? For sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because like when you're in the military, you can go there and eat for free. They don't charge you. Oh. So like, it's not you know, it's not like you're sitting down at a fancy ass restaurant, you know. But it's. Good food. The food is great. Like, when I was in basic, I had to cut weight. It's a long story. But I ate fish for two and a half weeks, and it was actually pretty fucking good. Now, could that also have been that because you were needing to cut weight, your Mm -hmm. taste buds also ran away with the weight that you lost? No, by no means whatsoever. Because, like... I also... (laughs) when When you go into basic, they don't tell you this. You don't shit for the first month. (laughs) <laughs> what? <coughs> yeah, you don't shit for the first the month. Cheese. The cheese, the cheese, man. First of all, it's the, there's there's something in the eggs. I will put it out there. Don't eat the eggs ever. Um, it makes your your wee wee not work in the morning. I'm not even joking. Um, that is true. But no, your body is under so much stress in the first month that you your body consumes absolutely every calorie that you put into it. It doesn't even matter what it is. Like, we would eat spoonfuls of peanut butter in the morning because, like, it was so quick to eat. And you'd see dudes with, like, four or five packs of peanut butter on their tray because they could get it down in ten seconds. Mm-hmm. So, and, what, I've done this before, Tony, and I want to do it again for stream. But, don't tell me the MRE crackers. So, well, no, no, no. So, uh, Ari's dad is former military. And for a challenge, like, two years ago when we were raising money for No Kid Hungry... I made a challenge where if we raised a certain amount, not only would I cross-dress on stream, but I would also eat a bunch of gross foods. And my now-to-be father-in-law had sent vegetarian MREs down with Ari for me to eat. So I had a couple. I had one. um, And it wasn't... It was it was okay, I guess. I I almost killed myself, I think, trying to figure out the heating element. Because, again, I'm stupid. But... I want to do a thing this year where um, we do a fundraiser uh, for either No Kid Hungry or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And the challenge will be, if we hit it, I will eat that and also do um, some of the Death Nuts along with the military MRE packet. Um, so if I die, that that's at least in the name of Churin. I was at least doing something for kids. So... You know, honestly, maybe. MREs. I loved eating MREs. You want to talk about the original meal on the go, bro? They were great. You could eat them anywhere. You could heat them up anywhere. Um, yes, the heating element does release hydrogen, so if you're not careful, you you can cause a little bit of damage. Um, but like, no, MREs genuinely nowadays, especially, not too bad. What is the worst MRE by far? That would be the vegetarian omelet in the morning. And is that just because you either don't shit at all or you shit your brains out completely? So my understanding of what MREs are is it's I think it's one or the other because MREs, when you get them in a box, are numbered. And it's not numbered because they're on a menu item. I was told that's the, the order in which you eat them while you're in the field. 
because the ones with the lower numbers will actually plumb you up so that you are mission ready all the time. And the other ones towards the end with the higher numbers will actually be made with more items that will help you go to the bathroom. If huh. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't put it past them. Like that makes a lot of sense for the military to do that. Yeah. So like their big thing, even if you're not in like a combat specific job is very much about like readiness, preparedness for combat. So that was what I was told. If that holds any validity, I don't know. But that's that was my understanding. And vegetarian omelet was the very first one. So you'd eat that shit and that gross, nasty fuck shit would sit in your stomach for a while. So then so, what is the best MRE ever? Oh, bro, they have like a, they basically have like a knockoff McRib one. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's dope. OK, gotcha. Uh, Fatballs, what are you going to say? I was going to say, like, I do understand where Tony's coming from on that, because um, some of the events that I've gone to would be like campouts and they'd be at facilities where you're just outdoors. And thank God I planned ahead, but I'll go on a stupid high protein diet for about three days before I go so that my system is totally stopped up and I don't have to uh, conjure up a fudge dragon while I'm there. That has saved me a few times because the outhouses there were like piled to overflowing. It looked like a brown Jackson Pollock in those things. (laughs) And then when I got home, when I got home, I put down a pot of coffee and then finally pushed my heart out past my colon. Good God! I mean, I had I had an experience like that once at a at scout camp, and I uh, I didn't make it to the porta potty. Um, and whatever the camp food was, um, it cleaned me right the hell out. And so I had left a trail by the side of the trail, like running down the mountain to like go to the porta potty. <laughs> like, like, dude, I had the worst case of bubble gut that day, and it was like my first ever camp out as a Boy Scout. And um, we're all hiking back down the mountain the next day. And everyone's like, oh, wow. Like, what kind of animal made that? I'm like, I don't know, man. Man, whatever that animal was, it really fucked some shit up. Uh, It's like my last experience on Lake Alatoona, man. God damn. Like, I don't know what happened. It was either something in the water or something we ate. But I got incredibly fucking sick. And every time I was about to throw up over the side of the boat, the guy driving would take off and hit super choppy water. And then I couldn't, um, I couldn't do anything until we stopped. And it was like that all the way to the boat ramp. And I left a trail throwing up all the way to the bathroom and got in there with like seconds to spare. And after I walked out, I needed to ask some of my MMA friends if there were like breathing exercises to pull the tip of your lung back up inside your body. <laughs> You know, at at that point, I would have just been like, you know what? Fucking go on without me. Jump in the lake and just spray foam the lake at that point. Like, (laughs) fuck it. Like, Like, that's it. You've hit critical mass. You're done. If you put enough force in that, you look like kind of a brown and green spin art going around in a circle. There is that true. But if it's it's coming out the back end, at least, if there's enough force, you can propel yourself to the boat dock on your own. (laughs) So there is that as well. Um, so we got Tony's. Do you have anything else for worst chain restaurant besides, cause I know you qualified the first answer for the, uh, the military, but do you have any others for civilians? Um, no, because like, I feel like because I've eaten in the military, there is no such thing as bad food. I don't care if it's cold. I don't care if it's salty. Like I've had the worst kind of food you could ever imagine. So everything else just seems pretty decent after that. 
I feel like in layman's terms, Tony has said that the bar has been set so low that yeah. everything else is just perfection from there on in it's pretty much it's pretty nominal like i don't even know like in and out so much you know what (laughs) i'm just saying bro i'm just saying and plus like i don't even mind bad service half the time like really yeah no i don't give a shit i'm like listen i get it you've had a long day you tell me to fuck off one more time i'm gonna fucking hit you and then we just leave it at that you know like i'm not but at least, at least, like, here's the thing. Even if you get bad service, like, I won't, I'll still tip well, even if it's bad service. But the people I can't stand are the ones that, are like, you're the one that's working for me. And every time oh, you don't do something fuck. right, you oh. lose a portion of your tip. I've had people like, oh, you know what? No, I'm not going to get there yet. We'll get there later. But I'll talk about customer experiences at the Olive Garden where when someone orders a $30 bottle of wine, they think they're the hottest shit and you need to wait on them hand and foot and fucking scrub their fucking garbage ass knockoff shoes and shit. Oh my God, have I got stories. But let's Honestly, get to... we uh, should just make that the next podcast. Is uh, Just like worst customer service? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I moved on to pharmaceuticals rather than... Uh, I'm probably that for a couple people. Like, here's... Like, I'm people pretty sure... respect you more when you're dealing with their prescriptions than when they're just dealing with food. <laughs> no, no, I, if I, I, I worked one customer service job and on the first day, the boss was kind of an asshole like I was and he was like, look... I know you always hear the customer's always right. He said, no, no, they're not. Half the time. He said, more than half the time, they're fucking wrong. Like, no, and I can agree to that, where it's like the idea that the customer is always right is not true, but they think it is. So the way I would train staff is like, you need to make sure that the customer believes they're right while maneuvering their orders, maneuvering their ticket times, maneuvering everything to work for you, and... You need to learn how to lie and you need to do it with such beautiful finesse that it looks like you are giving the utmost care to them. But if you do it right, not only can you stagger everything the way you need to, but they think you're the most amazing gift to them for it. What they don't understand is all the tickets that you're balancing, all the tables that you're shuffling, all the cleanup or pre-busing that you have to do. There's so much behind the scenes that people don't get. And I think uh, there might be enough here for us to do it as like next week's episode. And if I can convince Ari, she might, she may come through as well and uh, do it with me. But she used to be the manager again of a scratch made Italian restaurant. And she's had people throw water at her, like cuss her out, uh, say some just really demeaning shit. And like, if you don't, if you're listening to this podcast, right. Uh, or you're live with us on stream. And you are one of those people, fuck yourself. Go fuck like, yourself. go fuck yourself. Like, you have no and idea what people about like it. this like need like go through in order to provide your excellent service for your 45 minutes of sitting there think you're king dick of fuck mountain. Like, you're you're not special. And if you want to be special, treat these people with some fucking kindness. Like, that's all mm-hmm. it takes. But anyway, before I you know spiral off there. Uh, Cotier, let's go to you on your worst chain restaurant and why. Fuck Papa John's. <laughs> and why is that? Uh, just they're the only good thing that Papa John's has that I that I like is that it comes with like a habanero pepper or some shit. It's like, the pepperoncini pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Like fucking love that thing. But that's fucking it. 
the pizza, like, Ghoul said it himself, man. It tastes like ketchup on cardboard. Like, the sauce is pretty damn sweet, if we're being honest. Like, they use a lot of sugar to counteract the tartness of the tomatoes. And because they're done in such massive batches, it's sweet. But it doesn't taste good. It's, oh, it, no. It, it used it's to be good. fucking terrible. And that's the other thing. Like, I, I worked at Papa John's before they made, like, the sauce, the switch of the sauces. Yeah. And then they, for a limited time, they did, like, this thick and chunky sauce, which was, that was bad. Um, pizza Hut actually did a Detroit-style pizza, and they used a chunky sauce as well. And that sauce was so rancid that I called their corporate. And I'm like, look, I don't want my yeah. money back. I don't want anything like this. And I know you probably don't give a fuck because I order from you once in a blue moon. But this pizza, it's the sauce. It's fucking garbage. Just use your regular ass sauce because the rest of this tastes like it's spoiled tomatoes. Like, I don't know yeah. what you did, but it's fucking horrible. So, yeah, I, I completely get that. Although, not as bad as when Papa John's tried their uh, Asian-style pizza with a chili sauce as the base. Our staff, every time we got a new pizza in, we would uh, make it for the staff so everyone knew like how to talk about it, uh, what it tastes like, everything like that. So I'd make sure that you know our staff ate it, they could sell it, everything like that. There was a line for our one fucking bathroom in the store because that chili sauce cleaned you the fuck out. Like By the time you were done, you were probably just 100% natural spring water. That's how clean it got you. Like, it was terrifying. I'm pretty sure we broke a toilet. But still, like, oh, God, that was bad. Also, what's up, Riglu? Good to see you. Yeah, man, how's it going? Uh, so, Riglu, we're talking about the worst chain restaurants around us. Uh, what is the worst chain restaurant where you are? Now, for those of you who don't know, Riglu is out in Poland. He's one of the developers for Dying Light 2. And um, so many of the chains that he may or may not have there won't be here. But I'm curious overseas, what is that worst chain restaurant to you and why? No, well, the problem is that, that I don't eat often in chain restaurants. And that's probably the biggest problem. But I hate the fact that in the chain restaurants in general, uh, the waiters, I mean, like, I don't want to be like I understand they're doing the job, but like why waiters in chain restaurants need to be so rude and it's especially happening in Poland, like those people are so fucking rude that you can't even they're they're like most dangerous current level that you can find. What's weird is like it's and maybe it's a maybe that's the difference between maybe Poland and the UK. Uh like, you know, in England or something, because I know like over there, my cousin was telling me that you can actually have a very, very good living wage as a waiter in a sit-down restaurant. I don't know about fast food restaurants, but at least waiting in on, uh, on your customers over there, you can actually have a very good life just being a server. You get to make your own hours, you make enough money. And the thing is, is that your life is not dependent on tips. You actually make a solid wage as opposed to here where you basically get 213 an hour which gets eaten up by your taxes so you don't make anything hourly and so your your entire life is dependent on how much you get tipped that day and so i think because of those differences at least for uk to us 
there is a difference. But I don't know how UK to Poland translates as far as service goes. See, okay. I think DoorDash is honestly the best. One of the things that you have to kind of also think US. about is that in Europe, tipping isn't normal. Because right, they actually it's, it's, pay their servers a living fucking wage. Absolutely. No, you don't tip in Europe. That's the thing. You don't. Okay, okay hear me out. Like, the, 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 like, the whole the waiters that you can live off of that. I mean, you can live off of that, but it's not easy. Uh, however, if you're delivering food, delivering food, used, it's, it's making, like, surprisingly good amount of money. Uh, and also, it's much more likely that you will get tip as a food deliverance than the restaurant waiter. And I think Yanni was just talking about that with DoorDash. Go, go on about that. I was just saying DoorDash is a per- prime example of the failure of the tipping culture of the United States. Wait, what do you mean? I mean, like, the fact that we think tipping should be a mandatory way for people to make money in food service, like DoorDash and uh, service, and a server, as a waiters. Can you actually make a decent income just doing DoorDashing? You could, but the problem is... Yeah, you can, is, but you... Okay, so... so uh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I know all about this, Patuli. I got this. Don't worry about it. So, um, basically, the way DoorDash works is... They take a certain share of the order that someone makes on their app and they give $2, maybe $2.50 of that order to the driver for delivering it. And that's all they're making unless they are given either a tip from the customer or like $1 extra from the the time. And that's it. So if nobody wants to tip you... The best you can make in DoorDash is like $5 per delivery, and each delivery takes 15 to 25 minutes. But you don't even get your gas comped on that, do you? Or like your no. wear and tear depreciation? Because there was no, because you're, okay, people... yeah, you're 1099 when you do that. The, so the, the problem is, is, too, is the problem is, too, is door, ordering from DoorDash is so expensive, it de incentivizes people from tipping. So. It just ruin. It kind of it kind of just takes away. It just kind of ruins any chance someone has of making a decent living off of it. Which, Which I is know wild. Someone will say someone will say, "Oh, you shouldn't be making a living off of delivering for DoorDash." Uh, first of all, that's a whole discussion that we really should have one day. And uh, second of all, why do you think it's necessary that we tip rather than people make a decent, like make a practical wage? Yeah, no, and like even at Papa John's, I'm out here spilling trade secrets now. Fuck it, but like um, even at Papa John's, when you uh, when you check back in from a delivery, like when you're just in the store and you're not on a delivery and you're a driver, you make at most like four bucks an hour. Uh, sorry, no, like seven twenty five. You make state minimum wage here, so you make seven twenty five an hour uh, without taking a delivery. When you take a delivery, your hourly rate drops to I think like four something an hour and you get like a little bit per mile that you drive and back. And that's basically the company saying, Hey, this is to cover your wear and tear and gas on your car, which it doesn't. Um, And then the rest of your money is made solely on tips. Like you'll get your weekly paycheck, but it's basically nothing because most of the time you're on the road in traffic, stuff like that at, 425 an hour. And at most, like if you work and open to close shift as a driver at Papa John's, you're looking at maybe 24, 
to may if you're if it's that busy on a Friday, maybe like 28 to 30 deliveries. If you're on a rush shift uh for like Friday night dinner, you're looking if you if you want to clear like a hundred bucks for the night, then you're looking at at least 15 to 18 deliveries to do that, right? Because you're at like maybe two or two to five bucks each. Um, but all of that time you've spent in your car, all of the gas, everything like that, it's almost just gone instantly anyway. Uh, and so Papa John's actually got hit with a class action lawsuit from drivers because of this. Uh, and they actually settled the lawsuit because they knew they were in the wrong on how badly they were um, basically not paying for the per mile cost that was needed because they didn't raise anything. So yeah, no, just DoorDash a little doesn't pay up a per mile at all. It's yeah, so that's $2. even worse. No, takes, so, no, but I'll tell like, you why, though. Here's the deal. So with DoorDash, Uber, any of these delivery service, you are a 1099, which means you're your own company. They essentially contract you out, right? So when you're a 1099 in the United States, you pay for all your expenses, but they are tax deductible, like gas and maintenance and stuff like that. Um, that's the loophole, right? You don't technically work for DoorDash. You work for yourself. You're just driving for DoorDash. That's where they get you. That's how they make their money. And they can decide to pay you as much as they want or as little as they want because you've already accepted their terms of service. So you have no leg to stand on even in a class action lawsuit because you're your own company. You don't work for them. This is the problem. Huh. Okay. Um, now let's get, since Spatuli is talking right now, let's go to Spatuli for the worst chain restaurant and why. Uh, well, I mean, you already said at the top, but definitely Olive Garden for the, this, just for the fact that they try to pass off, uh, everything is, uh, this is Italian. This is that. No, it's, it's the furthest thing from Italian food. You could possibly like, you can get spaghetti at your local high school and it'd be better than Olive Garden. That's, that's fair. That's tragic. <laughs> but is that the is that the only one that really grinds your gears, or is there anything else out there? Uh, hey, well, see, like it's hard to say because I really don't go to any place I don't like. Um, hmm. You know what? He's not Something. a fan of the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. There we go. But um, Subway, Subway's fucking trash. Yeah, you know what? Um, I can't it, stand but it's, Subway. But it's almost like a disgusting pleasure. You'll have it like once, like every six months. You'll be like, oh, this is the reason why I fucking hate this place. <laughs> it's just like, oh, That's, I get it now. Their bread the tastes is, like cake and their meat is barely there. Like now, uh, well, not now, but um, because there's Publix just there, mm -hmm. I would a thousand percent just grab a pub sub and pay the extra like two or three bucks for that pleasure than ever walking into a fucking subway ever again. Yep. It's the same price now. Pretty Is much. it really? Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. cannot tell you how fucking expensive it's gotten for me because I work at Publix and all I have <laughs> to do is stop and ask for two goddamn pounds of chicken strips on the way out and I'm like 30 bucks in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Like I've heard, I've heard uh, that the chicken tendy pub sub is fucking where it's at. Yeah, it it's is. fucking good, but uh, the bread—you yeah. got to have more teeth than I have to work on the bread for those things. Like it's got a really thick crust, so I go for the wrap instead. But oh, that's fair. No, see, you got to you got to get everything from Publix. You got to get it on the five grain. Don't get it on wheat. Don't get it on white. You I get the, get the five grain the five too. Grain. The five grain is where it's at. 
And that's like, I feel like that's one of the unspoken things about Florida. Like, Floridians know every secret about the pub sub ever in existence. Well, here's the deal. I swear to God, I'm the one who started Publix making chicken tender subs. I've been getting chicken chicken tender subs before Publix even thought of doing it. Like, I was getting chicken tender subs at fucking Albertsons. Right? Why did what's an Al- I thought Albertsons was a UK chain. No, Albertsons no. gone out of business. I think there's only one and they're like two, but they're like in Seattle, but or like they're north somewhere. But Albertsons used to be bigger than Publix. They went out of business. Um but like since no shit, like two thousand three, I've been ordering chicken tender subs. And then all of a sudden, like the last eight years, this popped up out of nowhere. Publix is like, oh, hey, we got chicken tender subs. I'm like, bitch, I probably ordered a few thousand before you even thought of putting it on an actual menu. Huh. There because it is. Before they the founder to, of the chicken tender sub. Be, before they used to be expensive because they look at you stu- like sideways. Like, you want what on what? And like, yeah, I want tenders on a sub. You're like, oh, that'd be like $19. I'm like, I don't care. That's what I want. <laughs> and now it's like $9 for like a whole thing. But before, they look at you sideways like, you sure you want this? Like, yeah, bitch, give it to me. So we did get a, uh, a comment in from chat about Subway. Uh, I always go for the meatball sub and pound in the extras. Subway used to be sweet for oh, me. And meatball I think that's the sub. thing. Oh. <clears throat> All right, look, I think look, Subway, look, I got a Subway used to be good. Meatball sub. You just come a little bit or are you like upset about that? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> no, no. Spatuli. Oh, no, like, I'm very, bro. Why would you get meatballs from Subway? Look, out of all places, listen, listen. I ain't saying you're basically eating good. a ball of sand. I, I'm not saying that it's good, but around the, one of the routes that I used to uh, drive when I was hauling feed, one of the only places that I had a spot where I could get an 18 wheeler in to stop was a uh, Bell's parking lot, and right next to that Bell's, like on the top side of the parking lot where I park was a subway. It was one of the few places that I could fucking eat lunch. And there was this sweet old black woman that worked in there who loved me. Because I would actually be polite and shit like that when I went in. Like if they were they didn't have something, you know, I didn't raise hell like all the other people around there did. And that woman I used to get, I I got a uh, meatball a couple times and that woman done went in there and put like the equivalent of like three sandwiches worth of meatballs on a fucking sandwich and had to give it to me in a bowl. <laughs> but like, I, I love that. That was the last time I've really ate subway was stopping down there. And I read, I just got to the point where I stopped down there to see uh, my, my, Oh, I call, I called her grams and I, I love stopping down there and seeing her. But yeah, yeah, that's, they're not bad. I've had worse meatballs. No, I mean, but for me personally, like the meatball sub has been my favorite order from uh, from Subway. And I'll throw lettuce, tomato, and onion on there too. And it's been decent, but it's again one of those things where they used to be good, but the quality has just gone downhill and it's not the same as it used to be. Yeah, the quality everywhere has gone downhill. Yeah, and I will say this. Look, this is just general, like sandwiches in general. Tomatoes on sandwiches are useless and they taste like there's there's true. It makes it soggy. I don't want a soggy sandwich. Facts. I can't stand tomatoes on a sandwich. Lettuce. I like sun dried tomatoes. That's different. But I'm talking about like a fresh cut tomato, even like a hamburger. Anything between two pieces of bread that has a tomato on it, I don't want it. Then don't eat it. uh, Well, I won't. 
good. Uh, so Taylor, Biggin, uh, Biggin, what is your worst chain restaurant? In and out. Uh oh. <laughs> I feel like Did you hear the mic <laughs> cut back on. You want to die? <laughs> oh my god. Send the address Ooh. right now. If I wanted to die, I would just go eat that <laughs> trash food at In and Out. Oh. I swear to God, oh, I'm gonna Al- show up to your house. Alan, so definitely yeah. two. Congratulations, bud. Yay. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, like after that, after the ketchup and steak fiasco, Alan just got redemption <laughs> because Tony's now going head to head with Biggin. <laughs> Biggin, bro. What? Look, look, I'm gonna I'm be, be honest with you. Look, I'm I, I'm a very large man, and I did not get <laughs> large because I ate fucking like sweets and all that stuff. I actually very rarely eat fucking candy. I got fucking big because I like good food, and In and Out is not good food. <laughs> I I so, have a little authority on this fucking matter. So wait, 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 what? Why, why, hold on, you've got to substantiate this though. Why is In and Out so bad to you? Because it's nothing but hype. That's all it is. When was the last time you had In and Out? Uh, when was it? Point stands, get fucked, kid. Are you shitting me, Biggin? Three. (laughs) You uncultured swine, you probably haven't even traveled anywhere where there isn't In and Out. Bro, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. But no, oh, that's all it is. That's Fuck all you. that it is. It is fucking hype. If you truly do a side-by-side taste test, it doesn't excel over any other fast food restaurant on anything, really. What? It is literally just... It has a, it has a cult following. Like, yes, it's just it's like a bunch of people said it was fucking good, and so to be part of the cool kids crew, you say it's good. Bro, I hope you get a paper cut at the tip of your dick tomorrow. I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you stub your toe on the fucking coffee table in your living room. And I'm going to fucking enjoy it. I hope when you go to take a shit, you run out of toilet paper and you got to call for help. (laughs) I hope whenever you put fresh socks on, you step in water. (laughs) Whoa. We we need to calm down. That's some that's some that's some that's hostility right there. That's the- <laughs> I hope when you I hope the next time you go and grab friend. ketchup, it's just a little pre cum that comes out. Like you don't actually <laughs> get ketchup. ketchup. That's Alan, bro. He puts it on his fucking steak, okay? <laughs> I don't eat ketchup. <laughs> Fuck baby. I hope when you go to bed both sides of the pillows warm. <laughs> you take that shit back right fucking now. You take that shit back. Oh, holy swear shit! To God, I hope you wake up in the morning. Your truck doesn't turn over for ten minutes. You got to do that little prayer, Lord Jesus, please just let it turn on one time. I'm, I'm hey, you honest. know what I'll do? I'll go hop in the other one. The one that's broken Damn. down next to the box Chevy in the front no, yard. No, but all my vehicles in my yard run. How many you got in your front yard right now? Two. Okay, how many you got that don't run in your front yard right now? None. Everything on my property runs. If it has a motor. Except you. Except you. Yeah, true. Look, look, look. I'll I'll power lift when I go to the gym. 
Like, I always tell people, look, if you ever see my fucking fat ass running, you better run faster than me because something is chasing me and I've already shot it about ten times. Like, I've done shot something ten times and it is still coming after me. That's why I'm running. So y'all ass better run, too. (laughs) So, I think what I want to do is because, now, we've still got some other shit to talk about, but I kind of think that this might be a two-parter, um, and I wanna—I don't want to rush this topic either. So let's Fair. get into the last one for tonight, which is going to be your favorite kind of mom-and-pop sit-down restaurant thing. Um, we'll get into that, and then afterwards, we will get into, like, next week when we cover uh, favorite restaurants that are now closed, the grossest thing you've seen in a restaurant favorite your favorite quote-unquote gas station restaurant um we'll also talk about uh horror stories with tipping and stuff like that but let's start with yanni on the favorite mom and pop restaurant so it isn't so much a mom and pop so much as it's just kind of like its own independent restaurant but piju belly in downtown atlanta is the best restaurant in atlanta that I've ever had. And it's basically a uh, Chinese-Korean uh, fusion bar, uh, bar. And it is fan-fucking-tastic. And I'm pretty sure they have vegetarian options for you to enjoy, Akil. I need to take you there sometime. And you I'm too, down. Uh, Taylor, because you would fucking love that place. What is it? Uh, Piju Belly. What kind of food the, is it? The, uh, I, 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 I think it's... Uh, Chinese-Korean fusion cuisine, uh, mixed with, like, American bar kind of stuff. Ooh, that sounds really good. I generally but, treat, um, treat my Chinese food kind of like, um... I it's, treat, it's not, I it's not Chinese food. food. It's, 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 it's very unique. You just need to be, you just need to see it. Oh. Like, well, no. you, you, Taylor, you, me, and, you, me, and Akil need to get together sometime and just go to PG Belly, because it is amazing. I'm, I'm always fucking down. Um, but yeah, like on the sidetrack of fucking Chinese, you got me on this topic. Um, I like my Chinese restaurants the same way that I like, like if I'm ever out in Louisiana, I like my Cajun restaurants. I want it to look like it, the fucking health score was probably a two. Yep. Um, no, that's how you know you're in a good Waffle House. And their daughter is freaking, their daughter who's like eight years old is running the cash register. Exactly. That's, 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 that's how you know exactly. that's a good Chinese <laughs> That's like that's like Cajun restaurants. I tell people all the time, like people are like, "Oh, going to Louisiana, what's some good, you know, like restaurant recommendations?" I'm like, "Nothing you gonna find on fucking Google. Ride around until you see what looks like a garage attached to somebody's house that looks like it has like a hand painted sign on it that says something about mama or auntie or something like that. Food, I, just go there. That's gonna be the best Cajun food you ever had in your life." Well, that and like, if you don't, it in some of these uh, hole in the wall like mom and pop restaurants, whether it's Mexican, even uh, like, so there's a there's a, pl- a hole in the wall place here, and when uh, Tony Squared comes up, um, you know the burrito tacos that everyone's posting on Facebook. Oh yeah. So this place is literally a hole in the wall, and I didn't know it existed until Lorena told me about it, and so I took my friends because I can't eat it, but. The smells were divine, like, and I don't have any other words to describe just how beautiful that smell was. And the thing is, it's maybe 
10 minutes from my house. But it's it smelled so good. But the thing is, is like the menus were upside down. The fucking uh, sign, like, you know, those light up signboards that are on the fucking above the counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That didn't that thing didn't look like it was changed for like 37,000 years. Like it was so broke down that you knew this shit was just like made with soul. And if you go in there expecting like a polished restaurant experience, you're not getting it, but you are getting the most vibrant food you have ever fucking tasted. So there is a there is a lot of truth to these these hole in the wall restaurants where the dingier and shittier and more homey it feels, the better the fucking place is, period. Like, again, I will never eat a clean, at a clean Waffle House. The only th- the way I'll judge a Waffle House is if there is a, a, a layer of grease on everything and the bathroom is clean. That's it. If I step into a clean-ass Waffle House, I'm out. It's not seasoned right. Something's wrong. And I won't, I won't touch it. Mm-mm. The floor's got to look slippery, but is actually sticky. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's also how you gauge. Disgusting. That's also how you gauge an IHOP. If you go into an IHOP and the tables are not sticky, where you put the fork down, you can't get it back up. You need a fucking chisel to get your fork off the table. Like it's it's just sticky, and it's supposed to be sticky. That's just the nature of the fucking restaurant. Um. So there is that. Uh. For me. My favorite um, kind of, it's not really a mom and, I, I guess it started mom and pop style. Uh, so there's two. There's uh, one called Velvet Taco, which is a, it's now a chain. But Tony, you remember Tendon Taco? And also uh, uh, Spatuli. Uh, I'm assuming you guys have been to Tendon Taco, right? Yeah, we have yeah, a lot of over here now. So this is kind of a variant of Tendon Taco that has a lot of Indian influence on it. So like, if you take a look at the screen, You'll see like the chicken and waffle taco, where it's actually a waffle like cone kind of thing. Like it's the flat taco you would make into a waffle cone with uh, like um, chicken, bacon, chives, all that kind of shit. And I have their uh, I have their menu pulled up and they've got everything like for the chicken people. They've got everything from like picnic chicken, chicken and waffle, rotisserie chicken, spicy tikka chicken, uh, buffalo chicken for vegetarians. They got fried paneer, which is me all day. They've got Cuban pig, Korean fried rice. Uh, with the beef, they've got Kobe bacon burgers on a fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it? Taco, uh, slow roasted Angus biscuit, flank steak. And they've got shrimp and grits, grilled salmon, fish and chips, Mexicali. Like, it's a lot. And it's fucking delicious. The other one that I would say for a mom and pop style restaurant. Now, this is where uh, Spatuli may find a little uh solitude like and a little a little comfort there is a an italian restaurant called provinos and it is italian like it's so italian to the point that if spatuli were to tell me yeah bro i know the owner he's my cousin like you know spatuli walks in there we get to the back room there's meetings happening that i would believe it 100% it is that level of straight out italian um, the food is delicious. It's all fresh made to order. Um, it's again, it's, it's scratch made. So it shits all over all. I mean, anything shits over Olive Garden. Let's be completely fair here. Um, but it's so good. And then they have uh house made spumoni and I love oh. eating spumoni. Like it's really good. So I like Provino's. Um, Alan, what about you? This last week, but 
there was a restaurant at Pat Mellon South Cobb Drive in that hellhole part of the dead zone between Smyrna and Marietta that was called Tomaselli's. And that place was owned and run by like this dude that was Italian as fuck. And it was a small hole in the wall. And if you ordered a pizza from God himself, that's what you'd get. That shit was mind blowing. And then of course, every so often, you know, the, the owner uh, Tomaselli would just bust out an opera and he had this ungodly good voice for it. And, uh, I think there was like maybe four tables in the restaurant, something like that. Um, but it was just mind-blowingly good. Um, and then I, I don't know if this one is a chain or it was a single location. I've never seen another one in real life, but it was a place called Lupita's that was on the other side of South Cobb Drive on Pat Mel Road. And that place was like super fucking good Mexican. Like you could tell whoever made it really gave a shit about what they were doing because it, it, it was mind blowing. I haven't had enough authentic Mexican to tell you if this was America Americanized or not, but God almighty, that shit was fucking amazing. No matter what you ordered. Hell yeah. Uh, Tony, what about you? Pop. Your favorite mom and pop restaurant. <clears throat> oh, golden dragon, bro. I'm it's fucking. I... It... It's a Chinese food place. Uh, it's no. like super decked out, oriental, big wooden archways, circle, uh, like full, almost full circle archways, like super dope, like lounge area in the back, like somewhere you'd go to see like a Yakuza meeting popping off or some shit. <laughs> the little girl behind the counter is like eight years old learning fucking trigonometry working on advanced calculus and physics bro and then the lady that comes out and gives you your food is like nine thousand years old but she says like she's only 47 but she looked like she's 12 like that's the place i want to go right there and then the of course the owner is an old bald dude that looks like he's a million and he's only 32 like that's the chinese food place you want to go and you have to base your decision on good chinese food on how they do their dumplings, I'm not joking. It's a staple. <laughs> I want to take you to the pho place that's uh, that's here, and I want to see what your opinion is on the pho. Oh my! It God. Always comes back to the dumplings. Oh, everything is dumplings when it's Tony. No, no seriously yeah. though, like even before the food fight and the dumpling war, like that's how I've always gauged a Chinese food place is because every Chinese food place serves dumplings, right? And it's not even if the dumpling itself is good. It's the sauce that they serve with the dumpling because you can't buy that and they have to make it from scratch. So if the sauce is good, the rest of the food's going to be bomb. If the Actually, dumplings suck, that makes sense. Ahead. I can respect that because I'll gauge Indian restaurants based off of their paneer because I'm a snob when it comes to paneer. Like, um, if, if I go to a restaurant and the paneer is horrible, I'll just. I'll pay the bill and fucking leave. Whereas uh, my buddy Tom, uh, now granted, I don't think he does it anymore because he's married, but we used to go to Indian restaurants together all the time. And if there's a dish that is a dessert called gulab jambu, and what it is is it's uh, fried, uh, like effectively take just flour and you make a ball out of it and you fry it. And so the inside of it is very light and fluffy. The outside has a small crust. And these fried little balls then sit in a rose water syrup. And they soak and soak and soak. Now, it is a dish that sounds stupidly easy to make. And is extremely simple to fuck up. 
And I have been to multiple restaurants with him. And the ratio of him walking out of a restaurant and not even paying because that that dish was so bad is extremely high. And these are ones that are even owned by Indian people. And the thing is, is that you're like, oh, well, Tom sounds like a white dude that doesn't know much about Indian food. Mm, incorrect. He and I grew up together. We've known each other for 17, almost 18 or 19 years now. He used to basically live at my house and vice versa. Like when he knows homegrown Indian food, it's because he literally sat at my dinner table and grew up with me eating homemade Indian food. So his standards are stupidly high as they should be. And he's even told owners of these restaurants to their faces like, hey, this shit here is prepackaged and I can tell. And they'd be like, yeah, you're, you're right. Because if it has a cake-like consistency, you fucked up. It's supposed to be light, fluffy, decadent, just ethereal in the way this dessert is supposed to be. And if it's anything less than that, he'll just walk out. And I'm like, dude, that's a little brutal. He goes, you do the same thing with paneer? And I'm like, well, okay, you're right. Like, fine. So yeah, I can completely understand that metric, Tony, where if the if this one thing is the gauge across all that style of restaurant, I get it. Because I, yes. I do it too. Hey, um, hmm? Do you remember where Media Play and Best Buy were on 41? Yes. Okay. Tony just reminded me of this, but there was a Chinese restaurant in between those two called Lee's Golden Buddha. I've never been. That place was goddamn fire, and they had like this, they had orange chicken there that I would get every single time I went. It was fucking amazing, and they changed up the menu, so the last time I was there with the, with the wife, I was like, uh, can I get the orange chicken? And the guy looks at me, he's like, that's for a whole party. I was like, I know what I'm about, son. And he brings <laughs> out this giant plate of orange chicken, and like the whole fucking thing was gone. I miss that place so much. Because that's my, that's my gauge. If they have orange chicken and it's done right fucking fine by me i'm curious then what your take on panda express's orange chicken is like does that meet your standard or no um i vaguely remember having panda express once like years and years ago and i don't remember whether i got orange chicken or not um the only thing i remember about that is because the the place i worked at someone made a run and uh i forget what i got but the rice was pissing me off, so I took two plastic forks and taped them together to make a giant scoop just to get done with it before I had to clock back in. Gotcha. Uh, Tony, what was that noise? Fucking Panda Express is not real Chinese food. <laughs> I'm get So it's like, it's the same thing as Tex-Mex. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's rarely actual Chinese food It'll fill a need when I'm hungry, but that's it, bro. Like, I'm not gonna be like, wow, this shit's fucking banging. No, it just... It's the same chicken in a different sauce. Their orange chicken doesn't even have orange peels in it. Like, come on now. I will I will admit the only reason I really do like going to Panda Express is because I can't find cream cheese rangoons anywhere else because most every other like Asian restaurant makes it with crab. And hey, even hey, 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 guess so, what? Guess what? Well, actually, no, no, you can't. You know, right? No, the, okay, so regular crab I'm having a stroke today. A regular Jesus crab Christ. ring I know. A regular crab rangoon that you get anywhere doesn't have real crab. It's imitation crab. It's imitation. Yeah, but imitation but crab no, is whitefish. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whitefish. And like uh, Alex actually tried to tried to tell me like, hey, you can have imitation crab. So we had handmade sushi that you can like. You know when you go to uh, either Kroger or Publix, you can get sushi made to order. Yeah. So we did that one day, and um, Alex was like, hey, like the the person who was making it wasn't there because we got there kind of late. 
and I really wanted sushi and they didn't have any vegetarian rolls. And Alex is like, no, man, you're fine. Like you can have the imitation crab. Like it's, it's fine. And I was like, okay, bet. So I ate the whole thing. I died. Like it, it wreaked such havoc. I was like, well, this is it. This is how I die. And at least it's not gas station sushi, but fuck. Like I'm, I'm dead now. Bye. But the cream cheese Rangoons at uh, Panda Express, I'll walk in and order everything that's already made and just leave. Like, that's it. All I want is that, because that's the only place I can fucking get it. So there is that. I'm not, I'm not giving them props for one way or the other, Tony. I'm just saying that one particular appetizer is all I want, because that's the only place I can get it on demand. Oh my god, bro. Just come down here. Fucking everywhere serves... Uh, cream cheese rangoons with no crab, and it's actually hard for me to find ones that are actually made with crab or imitation crab. Wait, really? Yeah, it's I have the exact opposite problem. Everywhere I order from for Chinese is like, oh, we do cream cheese. I'm like, where's the fucking crab that we don't offer that? I'm like, are you fucking what? Really? That's fucking wild. Yeah, it drives me fucking bananas, bro. Uh, Coats here. What about you? What is your favorite mom and pop restaurant, and why? Um, I'm going to actually have to kick Ghoul's ass for this one because he said it before I did. Uh, so, uh, Ghoul and I live in the same town, by the way. Uh, if, for anybody who's not familiar, um, with the, that conversation. Um, but, uh, Bob's Corner Takeout is a spot on the west side of St. John, which is the town that I live in. They had, like, it's an out-of-the-place kind of way. It looks very grimy and rustic, okay? Like, they haven't changed the menus on the wall since that location that they're at currently opened, okay? You can tell because you can, A, see the, uh, the, the yellowing aging of the cigarette smoke <laughs> from 20 years ago. They... Don't change the prices on the menu placard thing that they have. They just put like tape over it and put down the new price. They have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Time arcade uh, cabinet. They've people have tried to get them shut down many times by sending the health inspector there because the uh, the nickname for uh, the, the nickname for Bob's Corner Takeout is Greasy Bob's. Okay? That sounds like one of those hole-in-the-wall diners that, like, it's just good because it's so greasy and, like... It, it is. Oh, my God. It fucking really, really is. You have no idea. I can um, respect that. And they've tried to shut it down. They've tried, tried to shut it down, sending the health inspector. Guys, that is the cleanest fucking kitchen in the entire city. Okay? The clean, like, they take care of that place. The outside, the outside of it, like, the, like, the, the dining area and stuff like that looks like it could be, like, dirty and whatever, right? But that's just, like, the fact that, like, everything in there is, like, 30 or 40 years old. Tony, okay. let's go up and we'll grab Rick Lee like, and uh, Nick Annis and we'll go. Like, Calm I down. will fucking bring you guys to that place. They're closed on Sundays because of Sundays. But they're open every other day of the week. Uh, the guy who runs the place uh, is the son or the grandson of the guy that that founded it. This isn't its original location. It was located in various spots across the city. Um, but it's been at this location for about 25 or 30 years. Um, 
and it's it is just so fucking good. The prices are the most reasonable prices that you can find in any fucking restaurant, and the portions that they give you are fan fucking tastic. Some of the best chicken burgers that I've ever had in my entire life. So fucking good. So fucking good. Oh my god. I just like. Uh, I, I just Do they I have me friendly options. Um, I'm gonna say probably not, <laughs> because they cook everything in the same fryer. So well, no. So that's that's usually fine for me if it's fried in the same thing or if the uh, even if I, I don't top. know if they I don't know if they have vegetarian friendly options, but I could always double check. Well, fuck it. If there's sides, I'll just load up on sides. I don't oh man, they they make some of the best. Uh, what what are you like? Okay, so you don't eat like meat and stuff like that. What no. about like fish or seafood or anything? Or is that still no? That's thing? all out too. It's all so, out too. Okay. Yeah, basically animal proteins. Animal proteins. Got it. All right. Uh, I'll, um, I'll see what they got. I, I haven't been there in like two years. You do cheese, and stuff, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see you do gravy. Is it real gravy? Uh, it's so like the brown gravy that we make and stuff. Gravy? Yeah, it's vegetable stock oh, gravy. Gotcha. Okay. Like yeah, even when great. we made, uh, well, I say we Ari made this uh, ramen from scratch. Nice. She did a she did the entire gravy that was uh, vegetarian broth based. Nice. And it was still fucking phenomenal. But I can but I can double check with them. I mean, they make some pretty decent French fries too. They and they make all they make their own French fries too. They like own potatoes. They chop up their own potatoes. Oh like, yeah, yeah. They do everything in house. All right, uh, Rick. Um, what about you? Oh yeah. Go but, ahead. But no, I was just gonna say like it's like. It's my guilty pleasure. I'll go there whenever I can. I haven't been there in a couple of years, as I said, because it's been a fucked up couple of years. But understood. Wrigley, uh, what about you? What is your um, what's your favorite mom and pop restaurant? Mm, mom and pop restaurants, bro. Like, mm, like in Poland, we have probably only those. I mean, like we are not counting like McDonald's and KFCs, so it's hard to pick. But there is that one place that is in my heart. It's called Mumu Burgers. And it's basically a burger place, but it has such a good niche to it. So basically, it's based all, all, all around like Marvel and DCs. And every single burger is named so funny for me that I can't stand it. And it's also, they're so good for like those guys. I'm probably making the best burgers in, the, in my city that you can find. And the names of it are fucking Corellius. Like, let's say, Nachos Burger. Nachos Burger is called Tenachos. And everything is like based around, around like Marvel and shit like that. And I enjoy it and I love it. So, like, basically, that's, I think, the best, like, let's say, mom kitchen style restaurant you can find over here in, okay. in terms of burgers. But, like, as I said, it's hard to find, like, uh, the big uh, corporations over here. It's mainly big. It's, it's mainly like those smalls, uh, small restaurants. Oh, okay. That must be good for the food scene, though. Like having the majority of your restaurants basically be mom and pop restaurants. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, uh, Spatuli. What about you? What is your favorite mom and pop restaurant? Uh, I have a couple. Um, definitely think my all-time favorite so far is uh, this place called Enzo's on the Lake. It is an Italian restaurant that's been there forever. Um, and by far, the utmost... Uh, well, not the, well, okay. 
I would have to say the best representation of Italian food I have had ever anywhere besides my house. Um, the quality is top notch. The servers are top notch. The price is a little bit high, but it's worth every penny. Um, their wine lists are phenomenal, and all the wine they sell is from Italy, so you're not going to get a French wine at an Italian place. They're, they're that Italian, right? Everything they make is Italian, and all the ingredients either come from Italy or are locally raised. So oh, fuck yeah. <clears throat> that's, why it's a little bit, that's why it's a little bit pricey, but... Um, yeah, it's just a phenomenal restaurant. And other than that, there's this taco place um, that's still open, but I love it because it is about the the truest Mexican place you can go to in Florida, besides fucking going to Mexico. Um, it's run by the cartel. Mexico's not in Florida. You, I'm, I'm, that's, I know, I know. That's what I said. <laughs> but it's basically it's basically a little Mexico in this little restaurant. It's run by the cartel. Don't ask me how I know that. Um, uh, obviously, we know how you know that. There was and, a territory uh, dispute one time. No, nah, because I go there all the time. Like, the, and they have one cook, and it's like a ninety-year-old lady who doesn't speak English. And the people who are in there, they all got freaking, you know, custom, uh, you know, gold-trimmed cowboy boots, and you know, pistol belt buckles that have like three, four thousand dollars a pop, just because they're diamond encrusted, and uh, like that kind of Mexican place, and. Uh, Everything is uh, like it's like classic, classic Mexico, right? Where you get any everything is by itself, right? You're not getting a dish. You order a taco, you get one taco or two tacos. You tell her how many tacos you want, right? And or you tell her how many burritos you want or how many like um, stuff like that. And it's so old school, you know. They got the Mexican opera in the background and the Mexican like daytime shows that are all in black and white. And the food is just phenomenal. But it, it, just like in Mexico, you eat there one time. The first time you go there, you, you got to be prepared because the day after is a mess. But after that, you keep on going back. It's it's phenomenal. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's just so it's such a culture shock for somebody who has never been to Mexico to step into a restaurant that's in America and it's basically a slice of Mexico. No one in there speaks English. The menu is not in English. You know, it's it's got foreign TV on. The lights aren't even on, besides in the kitchen, because they don't feel like paying much more. That's uh, that mic. I can't talk today. Shit. They don't I was going like, to say, you okay? Uh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> it's uh, like just the ambiance is fucking phenomenal. And the prices are cheap. A dollar a taco, you can't beat that. Oh, shit. That sounds. I got to go. Hopefully, well, the thing is, is that with the mom and pop, like, Mexican restaurants, there's generally not anything that I can get except for, like, a cheese quesadilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're, you're pretty much right. Like, and everything, like, there, everything's, like, the reason why it's, uh, you know, you, the first time you go, it's, it's going to be a mess for you in a couple hours, if not the next morning. Is, look, they're, they're not that sanitary, but it doesn't matter because the, the, the quality of the actual food that they make itself is above cleanliness. It's Absolutely. That good. No, it's, that's, it's that no, good. I, I respect that. Mom and pop restaurants that are dingy. I mean, we said this earlier. If the more grimy and greasy and whatever the hell it is, like, that's just flavor. That's just soul. Like, if you got a problem with it, go to all, I don't know, go to Olive Garden. Fuck you. Uh, and then, uh, Biggin, what is your favorite mom and pop restaurant? Um, there's a Mexican place in Jefferson. 
uh, called Gringos, and it is fucking phenomenal, dude. Like their salsa is off the fucking chain. They've had they've got some of the best restaurant salsa I've ever had. Um, just everything on their fucking menu. Like you 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 try to go up on like a Friday or Saturday evening around here. You either either get there early or be willing to wait. Um, because in this little small town that I'm in, um, that place will fill up quick. Um, but yeah, it's just the people always working there is cool. I've never really done, they've never you know the the staff they've gotten there they they've never really fucked up an order for me or anything like that. It's just an all around good place. Can I just say also that the quality of food at a mom and pop diner is directly proportional to how many OSHA violations it has? Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now, real quick, uh, that's going to be it for, I guess, restaurant part one of our podcast. Um, real quick, though, I want to talk about something very important. So there is a hashtag that is going around called hashtag bell let's talk b-e-l-l-e-s-t-a-l-k like bell no, there's no let's e talk or is there not oh b-e-l-l oh, sorry i think it's no nope, i'm done it's bell yeah um but it's Bell's uh, talk or something or bell talk yeah so bell let's talk is an awareness company created by the canadian telecommunications yeah, yeah, yeah. company bell canada in an effort to raise awareness and combat stigma surrounding mental illness in canada it is notably the single largest corporate commitment to mental health in Canada. So what they're doing is every time that a post is made with this hashtag, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever it is, they donate five cents to mental health, right? So all of my posts um, for probably forever until they, maybe they stop, the, they stop the thing is whether it's on my Facebook page, whether it's on Twitter whatever it is. And you can even see it now live on stream that even my notifications uh, have the hashtag bell. Let's talk. Um, so what it is, is as long as that hashtag gets posted, then five cents goes to mental health awareness. So if you can, whether it's on the Facebook page, which is at Brown love zero one zero on Twitter, which is Brown love zero one zero Instagram, Brown love zero one zero. Even if you repost that one, it still counts. So let's make sure that we do what we can to help others. Now, real quick, a little bit of closing notes. Uh, first of all, thank you all for tuning in and uh, listening to us, whether it is live with us on stream or it's on whatever podcast you know choice that you use. If you're using Apple Podcast, I must ask very, very nicely, like if you can just drop us a rating with that purple icon that's on a fucking uh, Apple podcast or iTunes, whatever, what is it? Apple, is it both? One? I don't know. But if you can, drop us a rating. Uh, leave us a fucking comment. Let us know what your favorite or worst restaurant is. Let us know what you think about, I don't know, Papa John's. I don't give a fuck, right? The thing is, is that none of that growth is really for us, right? It doesn't do anything for us as individuals, but that growth will help us get you know other larger entities to notice us and we can do more for make a wish and no kid hungry on spotify i believe it's just following the uh the podcast 
and anything like that that you can do is much appreciated. So there is that. Next week, we are going to continue with this restaurant part two, where we're going to be talking about everything from closed restaurants, your favorite fast food items that don't exist, horror stories when you've served in the uh, the restaurant industry. All that kind of shit is what we're going to be doing next week. So I do hope that you all enjoyed today's episode. Um, and then from wherever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in and from all of us to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.